Welcome back to the Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Kevin. Travis. Hi, it's me, Matt. It's Matt. And Hi. It's Matt, everybody. <laughs> Matt. Hey, how's everybody doing? Look at him. Look, at, Just everybody look at him. Everybody, <laughs> look, everybody at him, look at him go. Look at your device that you're watching, <laughs> that you're listening to this on right now. Just look at it. and you're just. We can post a it. picture. Everybody look at Matt. Soak it in. <laughs> there in, he is. In my apartment. La-dee-da. <laughs> it's been a good week for me. I moved oh, wow. a second time. Love that. Love that for you. <laughs> did two weeks, and then yesterday I got a new dog. That's good. That's awesome. Drove uh, all the way to Puyallup. In, yeah, kept in drove me to Puyallup in the fucking torrential rain to yeah. pick up my dog. It's, like, beautiful today. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, it's chilly, but it's, like, sunny, and yesterday was, like, let's let's go to Puyallup. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, let's go to Puyallup in the worst weather yeah, that we've had so far ridiculous. this winter. Is Puyallup, Puyallup is where the horse fucking happened, right? No, that's... Uh, oh, that's, that's Enumclaw. Enumclaw. <laughs> Puyallup is where uh, there is a, a fair, the big fair, that's right. every year, where there, uh, there may indeed be horse fucking. Yeah. Black market. That's one of their booths. We don't know. Black market horse when fucking. When I was there, I didn't... Step I, right up and fuck yeah. this horse. When I was there, I saw Weird Al Yankovic. I did not see horse fucking. He didn't, and he didn't fuck a horse, so... <laughs> he didn't know. He, did he, he do any songs about horse he fucking? He did a parody he song. Doesn't do, he doesn't do the horse <laughs> fucking song anymore. Wild, wild horse exactly. fucking. Because he used to do that song from the in the 80s, yeah, but... Like, about horse fucking. I think, you know, then he was like, he's like, eh, you know, I don't do that one anymore. Our, like like a horse, I lost on like Jeopardy is actually virgin. not about Jeopardy. It's about horse fucking. <laughs> no, that's girls just want to have lunch. Yeah. They're all yeah. from in 3D, though, all the good horse fucking ones. Oh, everybody knows that, though. Nature I mean, Trail to Hell? Nature Trail to Hell, it's all about horse, horse fucking. fucking. If you listen to it backwards. Yeah. What's the polka on that one? Uh, On in 3D? I don't know. I don't remember. God I, damn it, Kevin. Like polka your eyes it's been out a long time. Like it's been a long time. This is going to break Weird Al's heart that you don't know Oh this. my God, Kevin's not listening to my albums ah! as much as he used to. I'm going to eat that's a Twinkie Wiener sandwich and jump off a building. That is, that's what Weird Al really is, what Weird Al talks like. I do a pretty good Weird Al when he's yelling, yeah. yeah. I can't, when he's in his you normal voice, can't I can't. You can't do it at rest, Weird Al? I don't think so. But I mean, I don't think that that was funny to me when I was a kid. The Brady you know? Bunch, I don't remember that song. It's, uh... It's uh, the um, you can dance if you want to. Okay, okay. It's, uh, Polka's on forty-five is the uh, polka on okay. that one. Is that the? There's one that's all Rolling Stones. No, that's Hot Rocks Polka. That's Hot off. Rocks that's polka. off Polka Party. Right. Okay. That was my first weird. Rest Al easy, album. everyone. That yeah. was my first weird. People album. listening are going, "Thank God they fucking." King of Suede. I forgot about that one. Toothless People is all is a great. Ryder the Kaiser. On, uh, now that's definitely pol- about pol- horse fucking. Party. Is Tooth- that a parody people. of the Ruthless People theme song? It yes. Is. Wow. Also, Polka Party also has, uh, I believe. Has a uh, uh, living with a hernia. Yeah. Who does it? Damn. I, I only remember all that it ends. All these B-sides. It has Dog Eat Dog, the Talking Heads parody. Polka Party was not his biggest album. It was a. It was a. It was a like a, I think it was a dip after um, in 3D because that had Eat It. And oh, Polka Party it. doesn't didn't have like a huge one. But then he came back with Fat with even worse. I think. Yeah. I like. Uh, Christmas at Ground Zero that closes Christmas out. Christmas at Ground Polka Zero Party. is a great song. Is a really g- gets stuck in my head at Christmas, Christmas time. Song. Yeah. It's good. It's 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 strangely still applicable. <laughs> it's you know written from the perspective of like Cold War, nuclear holocaust or whatever. But you can still every time I hear, it, I'm like, yeah, you could just. It's it's the same. It's the same now. Christmas at Ground Zero. We should start speaking of things that are the same as other things. Uh, wow. Wait wait right before that. Though. Oh fuck, Kevin. I know, I know this is after Christmas. But I, ha- I saw these. It's not after Christmas. Kevin's Christmas reaching is, into his bag. Oh, no, this will right air now. after this Christmas. This will air after Christmas. So, but I, I, f- I was at Bartels and I couldn't help pick these up. Oh, oh my God! It's a gun. Uh, <laughs> these guys got a gun. And, uh, they are. <laughs> couldn't help but pick uh, this gun up at Bartels. <laughs> they are. Fuck. Uh, 
Who Pez's? Eternals Pez oh, dispenser. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know which well, you guys can decide which one. There's the boring lady Eternal and the boring man Eternal. I want and, the lady. Oh, I want the lady. Alright, you can sh- have the lady. I'll take the boring okay, man. So I'll take wait, I'll is take it New Jump Nin, uh, Kumail? No, no, it's it's uh no. it's Rob Stark. It's Ro- Rob Stark. They, you know, and they, they didn't have uh They didn't have Kumail or the weird kid from Killing of a Sacred Deer. And I was really hoping they would have Pez dispensers of those ones. They had these guys and then, like, robots. And I was Kumail like, well, I don't want to get the robots. How come they didn't I have, uh, He might have. They just didn't have it at much, Bartels by my how house. How much does that guy have to pr- promote this movie before they put him on a fucking I, Pez I think dispenser? He, I think he does have a Pez dispenser. They just only had these ones there. I would have preferred the so. one with the, the dude from Atlanta who destroyed Nagasaki, built the Hiroshima yeah. bomb. Well, anyway, I thought the... The bomb, the Hiroshima I, I like, bomb. I, the robot ones are actually kind of cool because it's like monsters or whatever, but I like the... Are those the these Marvel, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and the god thing or whatever. Oh, but the, yeah. Uh, the ones that are... Fu- the funniest Pez dispensers to me these days are these Marvel ones because it's just the peop- it's just the actors' fucking heads as no, Pez dispensers. No. It's just funny. Or Shit. Star Wars ones are funny, you know, because it's always just like a guy's head. Anyway, happy Christmas. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. I couldn't, pa- I couldn't, I couldn't pass it up. The two most boring characters and, in the Eternals. Now I'm just absolutely. Do you remember the time I got my Pez, uh, Pez my wisdom there. tooth out and I was fucking still weird from the from the uh, I do are you weird anesthesia? Yeah. And then I I had to go to Bartels to get my medicine and I was like really insistent on finding you a rocket raccoon motorized toothbrush. And they didn't have one, and I like got really upset about it. Yeah, and I was like, it's fine, man. I'm just giving you a ride home from <laughs> while you're drugged up. <laughs> I don't need I don't need a ride. That thanks, though. Were you crying? Me? No, I was just like... Me? I was crying. Oh, yeah, Kevin he was, was crying. crying. I mean, but when it's isn't okay. he crying? No, it's fine, man. It's okay. But sp- find it. Speaking of crying... Oh, uh, yes. So what are we doing today? We're fuck. doing three... European abs- thriller remakes. Yeah, to practice. Absolutely just doing a terrible job putting the Pez in the Pez Jesus dispenser. I used, to be able to, I used insane. to be able to load them all at once. And you can't just stick... Debacle. You used to be able to just stick the whole thing in the I bottom. Know, I then, know. No. I, I had some of these. No, you could never stick them in the bottom, but you can't... There's a way to... Uh, there's a way you, you have to. Yeah, there practice. was an internet myth that somebody, uh, yeah. a fake internet video no. that somebody did, where you could Trust put it me. in the bottom. Trust me. Ain't, anyway, ain't true. Enough about Pez dispensers, though. But or speaking of Pez dispensers. Yeah, speaking of Pez dispensers, <laughs> we're doing three European thriller remakes this week. <laughs> Pez is from Europe. Yeah. Is it? Sure. Probably. Or it's from you know. We eat at the Pez. It's from Kansas or something. From anyway, Finland or some shit. So we're doing uh, terrible. Nineteen. What is it? 1996's <laughs> remake of The Vanishing. Yeah. And it's 1997? No, 1993, I think. 93, yeah, 1993. And it's 1997, I mm-hmm. think, remake of Nightwatch. Yep. And then 2002's remake of Insomnia. Yeah. Oh. Now, the first two of these were actually directed by the guys who did the original versions. That's right. And then, of course, Insomnia was directed by Christopher Nolan. The, right. the little guy. The, the hack name Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Not exactly a lightweight. Not uh, exactly a household name. but. No. <laughs> No, not <laughs> not but, when he made Insomnia anyway. But thank, uh, but thank God. Only his second feature, third, yeah. third, uh, third. Yep. Thank God he directed that third one because we actually do get to talk about a good movie, uh, which is which I liked, be nice. I liked yes, uh, the remake of Nightwatch. Wow. Oh, to God. a degree, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a great movie. But or you anything. watched Matt's the only one who watched all of them. I watched all six films. I didn't, I didn't have time to watch all the originals. I have seen the original of The Vanishing, which I think is the most uh, the. the the most instructive because yeah. it's a it, we're gonna, which we're talking about now. It's an example of 
of how do you how do you fuck something up that you, bad? How do you do? Yeah, fuck something good up. So there's mm-hmm. like a good version of this thing, and then the guy who made the original good version is like that the made, same director. The same director did the other one, which fucks it up, which totally fucks up everything that's good about the original one. Yeah. in every way. Yeah, and it's 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 an it's it's a awful piece of shit, but it's an amazing exercise to it, to talk about and, and look at. I think, but I think it's I think it's awful. What if? On the best of days, in the most innocent of places. Till death does part. Till death does part. The one person you loved most suddenly disappeared. How long would you search? He must have loved her very much. Mm. I do admire his perseverance. I pretend I have a choice. I have the power either to let her go on living wherever she is happy and never know anything about what happened to her, or she can be dead and I get to find out everything. How far would you go? I just want to know what happened to Diane, and I'm prepared to do anything to find out. How much would you risk? Hello, Jeff. I'm the man you're looking for. I'm Barney. Go to the police. You can't do this on your own. If anything happens to me, or if you speak to anyone, you'll never know what happened. Speaking of an awful piece Terrible. of shit, I'm going to eat one of these Pez. Yes. Right, not the way it's meant to be eaten. Right out of the thing. Oh, yeah. You did it. It's not great. I love Pez, but... Really? I used to. I mean, I like the idea of it, but the candy itself is... I used to... I, I, like, I like the red ones there. I like the red Fine. and yellow ones. Pink? Whatever color there. I like the purple kind. Yeah? Hmm. Man, next time I get some Pez, you're getting all my purple ones, then. Oh, yeah? I love purple candy. <laughs> yeah. Purple, all grape candy is good. Huh. Purple stuff. Okay. Yeah, purple stuff's yeah. good. I think purple's, I like sunny, purple's, purple's like, my number two. I like sunny Purple's D my favorite purple fruit. <laughs> purple's my favorite fruit. Yeah. So what's that? what happens in The Vanishing? Okay, oh, so in this, The Vanishing. Okay. Enough about Pez. This, this movie <laughs> sucks really, really fucking hard, but also is kind of interesting. I think it's interesting in the regard in the regard that I was saying, just that as like as like uh, how do you how did you because it's like and it's like that that joke at the end it's like the player it's like you're watching a movie oh, that yeah. was made by the studio that did the play it's like that uh, you can't not think about that because but if it's, you it's got the but thing if you where, didn't know anything about the original how bad would this be would I think it still it was, be terrible I think I would still hate it. Okay. Because Jeff Bridges is doing a thing in it that made me mad. He is very time. bad in it. He sucks so much. He sucks. Jeff Bridges sucks. Everybody as much. sucks in it. it. He sucks as much in this movie as he is good in like Big Lebowski. Like it's like <laughs> it's like and, and I'm, I, I, Jeff Bridges is not an actor who's incapable of being bad. Sure, he's he's totally capable of it's, that, and I've seen it before. Boy. But this is like it's like so bad. He's doing like a voice and a thing. He's he's just doing a thing. And I implore actors everywhere, if you're listening to this, stop doing a thing. No, but, every but, actor don't do a fucking thing because it sucks every time you do one. When okay. you make a choice like this, it always sucks. <laughs> but, it always but, fucking sucks. But it just nobody has made this choice before. I don't this know. This is I've, a thing that nobody has ever I done just, before. I just mean actors doing voices and stuff. I don't know why he stuff. does a funny He's voice like this. He's doing a fucking weird voice. And the director was like, I'm from another country, so I guess that's fine. <laughs> It's not even like uh, Damon Wayans in uh, no. Bamboozle, where, where he could be like he's uh, he's doing a like, well, this is my idea of what a like snobby person talks like, and it's right. like, but that's like a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird and stupid, but uh, you know, you could I guess you could see him making that choice. Jeff Bridges is doing yeah. Starman. He's doing the Starman voice. <laughs> but no, you're right, he but is. here's the thing: but Starman was a fucking alien. Exactly. And this guy isn't. And he did win. An, he did he get an Oscar like nomination that? for Starman. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's good. I mean, that's sure, sure. Like I mean, he's great in that movie. We but. know the difference between that. He's just yeah. some guy, and I mean, he's a psychopath, sure. But 
He's literally like, that's why I decided to, to go do to the, go kidnap and murder the someone. Spiders and put the spider. It's like an accent. Yeah. But then and so and so you think the whole time, okay, is he doing like a a fucking uh, Europe, some sort of weird European accent? So this dude's from Europe, surely. Uh, maybe we'll find out about well, that. Maybe he, we won't. But in, it, here's the thing: we do find out about it because we see his fucking birth certificate. Yeah. At one point, because his wife and, and daughter prepare this sort of like this. This was your life, like a uh, flip book for him, and you see his birth certificate. Born in state of Washington, <laughs> United States of America. <laughs> There's no, it's completely insane. I mean, he was born in like Yelm or something, where like, or Squim, where <laughs> like somebody's just weird. They're just fucking weird out there. Weird out there. Welcome yeah. to Squim. Uh, where's that? Was the Twilight Town Forks? Forks. Yeah. Welcome one of those. They're just vampires then in Forks. Yeah, but it's just swampland out there. In Squim, there's they're actually fucking weird. Get off my lawn. This is Forks. This is Trump country. Stay out. This in is Squim. Trump country here. We all talk like this. Ooh, Wuthering Heights. Enumclaw. I t- I Home like, of horse fuckers everywhere. I, I hated him so I, much. Uh, if this. anybody out there, like a lot of our, we have some very informed listeners. Yeah. One of one of our informed listeners, if you know what the fucking thought process was, or if <laughs> Jeff Bridges has talked about this, it is truly one of the strangest things that you'll ever it's, see. Because it's a definitely like it's like I mean the bamboozled like those kind of uh, examples are good comparisons because it is an actor's choice. It's like. This isn't something that somebody told him to do. This is like an actor going like, I'm I'm going to do this thing because I think this is what this character's like. And you're like, nobody's like that. Why would you do that? Yeah. Yes. You're just, it's it's alienating. And huh? I wonder if it's like the director <laughs> is from, you know, Daneland or whatever. He's yeah. he's, he's a Nederlander. He's a ne- Nederlander. And uh, Ned- did, did Nederlander? He, was Jeff Bridges doing this voice and, they, and he was just didn't know? Because is he doing the voice too? Because he's like he watched the original and was like, "I'm going to talk." Was Jeff Bridges like that guy? But the in guy the in the original speaks mostly French, right? Yeah. And, he, so. and as far as I can tell, doesn't have doesn't have a weird accent. He's got a weird cadence because he's and he's like got a weird psycho. beard. But like, yeah, it's I, not even. I wish Jeff Bridges had a, a beard instead of that haircut in this. It's mm. not just a cadence either. It's it's an accent. Yeah, it's like he made up his own accent for well, this guy who we find out conclusively is from America. Yeah. I mean, he so, sucks in it. It's so weird. It's bad. It's it is bad. It sucks, but it is the most interesting thing about the movie. I didn't find it like distracting, I but guess. I was bored by I it hated anyway. It so, so much, I found it so annoying. I was yelling at the TV whenever he was on. I was like, "Shut the fuck Get up!" Him and there's, out like, there. there's a lot of him going like, "Get the hook!" I'm going to tell you my life story, and I'm like, "Fuck off!" I hated the movie so much up to that point anyway. And then I'm like, you're telling me your goddamn life story now. <laughs> fuck off. Go back to Kiefer and Sandra Bullock badly fighting in a in a car, which I, is how I the would, movie starts. But, well, no, the movie no, the starts movie with start, him. Like no, the movie should start that way. Yeah, because the original starts that way. Right. Right. We may have to if you've li- if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the original, we may spoil that too, probably because we're, we're gonna, gonna have, have to, to because no, we have gonna, to we have to we have to compare and contrast the endings yeah. and all the th- basically what this movie did was take the stru- the structure of that one is that this this couple is at a gas station she goes in for a like a soda or a beer or something disappears the guy's like can't find her yeah and then you know years later this and this and this he starts getting calls from some guy and then we cut to some other dude yeah and then we follow that guy for a while turns out that guy is the kidnapper yes then they hook up then you know they he shows it he goes like you know here i'm going to show you what i did to your girlfriend which is i drugged her buried her alive and now she's dead and he, and and so, so find so out spoiler spoiler alert either. spoiler alert for the original the vanishing spoiler for the original the vanishing which is a great movie you should watch before we but say he says, this but he tells the guy because he goes the only way I can show you how to do that uh, what what, what I did is to show you yeah you have to you have to experience it yourself and he goes okay and then the guy and then the guy wakes up in a in co- a coffin, in a coffin underground and you're, like, you're like oh shit that's what happened to her and then it cuts to that other dude yeah 
just like with his family. Yeah. And, and hanging out in the garden where they're both buried. Yep. And and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And it's it's kind of Michael Haneke ish. And it fucking rules. Uh, it it's I would say yeah. I would say except that Michael Haneke is like against stuff. He has like some sort of he's a got, fucking he's, sociological. He would figure away he scold you for enjoying. Yeah. That. He's like yeah. finger wagging. Whereas this is just like a really fucked up thriller where the guy goes like, "Oh man, this ending is gonna fuck people up," and then it does. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's like a, it's like I feel like it's more fun. This is maybe a bad word, but it's like that idea of like, oh, yeah. I got a I got a great ending for a thriller that's gonna fuck people up, and <clears> the, and, <throat> it, and it certainly does because you're like, ah, shit, that guy's buried now, and so, he's and he's just gonna die. He's not. There's yeah. no so like in the original. You don't meet the killer until later, halfway through the movie. Because in this it's, one, it's earlier than that. But it's, it's like partway through the movie, yeah, right? It, it's not right away. Like you you see him at the gas station, and you see him like putting his arm in a fake sling and stuff, okay, and like. It kind of cuts. It kind of intercuts like back and forth. But like you, you see, like, you see that. Okay. You see his first try. You see other things, okay. and it's the same as it's the same beats in the remake, but they're in a different place in the movie. Because mm. um, in this one, you see him start uh, planning. At the, yeah, this begins with it. him planning the crime. Yeah. It's and so, goes, and it's, and it, it, I can do this, I can do anything. And I like, take another step and another one until one uh, day I've realized I've crossed the line and there's no turning back. Then he parks down by, he parks <laughs> down by, uh, Mount Sai. Well, first he no, parks down and by Pike Place he parks Market. parks down by, by, by Pike Place Market and then, uh, oh, that's it's the other right thing. in front of Sur La Table, yeah. like, like 84, 84. Pine or something gonna like that. There's gonna be a lot of, be a lot like, of uh, Seattle, uh, Seattle specific yeah. stuff here. We Especially got an actual. He goes to the old. He goes to the it's old. Not a, uh, it's not an. It's not an actual real. Ad- oh, the. It is. What? No, his no. Keeper Sutherland's apartment. Keeper Sutherland's apartment is at Second and Aloha. No, yeah. but the address that there's an address that they say. Oh yeah, this, yeah, yeah, and that, I looked it up, and it's it's not an, a real address. Oh, it's yeah. a real address in Everett uh, Drive. Everett or Drive, yeah, but it's not. There's no I'm like cause all the streets they name are not real. Like he sends, there's like S directions. When S directions, he's like, it's down there on Hanley. On Hanley, yeah, I'm like Hanley. Hanley, come on, and it's like it's like I mean, <laughs> post office. I understand that that's probably just they're like whatever, who cares? And uh, to a point, I agree with that. But it's also like, look, if you're shooting in a specific town, just fucking find. Just yeah. just have a PA find a street name and say a real street name or, from that, or from like, that or town. Or a street name that sounds like it would be there, like Evergreen <laughs> Street or Space Needle Drive. But just like, there's like literally like... Space Needle could Drive. Have, they could have said 2nd Ave, and I'd be like, yep, there is a 2nd Ave. Or just, yeah, go with the easy route. There's just a 2nd Ave, and they go, they go, Hanley. And I'm like, fuck, there's no... I know there's no Hanley in Seattle. Boo! It does bother me a little, because so, cause <laughs> so few movies there take place here that you're Let like, alone are shot here, yeah. Yeah, and so... When they do it, you're like, just, do, just name they, a real city. But that's another, one of the, the reasons why I can't hate this movie, even though it sucks really hard, is that this movie, Seattle, is all hell. And that's very rare. Yeah. And they go to the just, yacht club. There's so much stuff shot in Seattle here. And yeah, which is Pike nice. Place Market. There's a Warner that's shot in a bus, uh, in a bus mm-hmm. tunnel that I've spent a lot of time in. Yep. A Warner. Is that still, that's just a train tunnel everything. now, isn't it? It's not. Is it it's still a, a bus terminal? Bus, yeah, I, no, they just trains now. Just trains now. Okay. But it was buses at the time. The what? The one in Westlake? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's the Westlake West bus Lake. tunnel yeah. at the beginning. There. And they and they and they go up the escalator, which is incredibly yeah. unrealistic because those escalators don't work. They never <laughs> do. They, they never, never work. Do, never will. It's amazing. They never work. <laughs> nope. It's the like we have this whole train system, but you can't. You have to take the steps. Sometimes it's like six flights of steps to get down there. Yeah. I think there's one guy maybe who knows how to fix the escalators, and he's frequently ill. Yeah, he's at had, least he's had the, COVID. Uh, at least at the Beacon Hill station, there's only the elevators. Yeah, because it's so far underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like f- just four elevators, and that's it. Because <laughs> it, it's uh, like a thousand feet underground. Yeah, 
But anyway, yeah, every time I go to that light rail, I'm all, and I'm always like two minutes from catching the train, but it's like, oh, no, you're going to miss it because now you have to walk down four flights of steps. <laughs> you got to sprint down. Man. And go. there's always like two people walking abreast down the steps very slowly in front of you. <laughs> they're so slow. Uh, they're just they're just enjoying their day, you know, just leisurely enjoying these this stairway. Jesus I love these steps. So, I'm gonna savor it. Gonna savor this going down these stairs. That's why the elevator, the escalators are broken, is because they want everybody to get their steps in. <laughs> Everybody's got all the fucking Fitbit on now. Well, you know that Mitch Hedberg joke, you know, right? It's what the, escalator? That's a broken escalator. It's just an escalator's never broken because then it's just stairs. I know, I get it, but the, in Seattle they do uh, will not let you use them. As I know, stairs. which is so funny. Whenever that happens, <laughs> I guess because they're they, they like don't know how they work and they're so afraid that the, that they might just short circuit and start up again while you're using them as stairs. Or oh something. yeah, I just I just the, it, I don't know. A disaster might happen and these things might start working. Like if they're broken, they're just stairs. But so just let us use them as stairs. Just turn them into stairs. Just put yeah. cement over them and make them stairs. It's one thing at the at the st- <laughs> at the train stations because there's a set of stairs there. But like if you're ever Pacific Place and I have to go there a lot for screenings the escalators they're always broken too and it's just so i just move the there's no other steps and i just move the things out of the way and walk down the escalator nice there you go nobody's here become ungovernable yeah All right, so but that anyways, was, uh, I don't that play was, by your fucking rules. That was the, uh, the escalator, the escalator rant. Yeah. Uh, a- anyways, they do, they go up a, a working escalator in this, and and it's in like the downtown of Seattle, and it's just, you know, as a Seattle resident. Yeah. And honestly, I like movies shot on location, regardless. Sure. So yeah, yeah. If, it, if it's you're like there, that's in Chicago, that's in San Francisco. This is cool, and it, and it's a cool looking city, and I don't know, I loved it. Uh, and they shoot a bunch in North Bend. Uh huh. Mount Sai? Uh, yeah, North Bend uh, is a, a place that if you're driving to eastern Washington, which I am doing regularly, is like the last uh, get, like kind of rest stop before you get to the mountains. And it's like huge. There's a bunch of gas stations and shit, and that's where they shot Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. And those mountains are incredibly recognizable. I've spent a lot of time in that area, and, uh, and they're, you know... Stuff where kidnapping I'm like, women yeah, and kidnap- burying well, them alive. You, know, put, uh, you put a cast on, you can get people to get into your car. Well, you got to time it just right too. You got to have a watch Would with you a like one of these timer. Make take your pulse. So he's got a watch that takes sends his pulse. And his daughter is his daughter also like is weird. And this is the part right at the beginning where they're going up the escalator where they're having their conversation about Wuthering Heights. Where I was like, oh no, I, this is gonna be bad because the way the way she talks, like he talks weird. The way she talks is stilted, but it's because like it's a bad script. And so like she's right. like, also I, she's script. also just like, I don't ca-, like. She says something about. Uh, you know, I don't. I wouldn't care if you cheated on mother. Mm-hmm. There's a way that she says it that, like, I'm like, ah, fuck, this is gonna suck. Do you? Do you ever? This is gonna suck. Have you ever known I, anyone who calls their just, mother mother? Exactly. Like yes. refers to them as mother. Yes. Besides I, uh, Mike Pence. No, I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend named Ian. He just calls who, all women. Who called his mom mother. That's so and it weird. It was irritating, and I and and, it was, and he knew it too. It was like Christmas's like, mother is stop a calling your mom thing. mother. He's like, I can't, I can't stop it. I don't know why. Yeah, Norman Bates shit. It's Norman Bates shit, and it, it would be like mother, and you're like, you gotta be fucking kidding me with this shit, <laughs> mother, please. <laughs> God. Uh, so so anyway, I knew we were we were in, I was in for a bad ride right from the start. Well, and then, then then there's the even worse part with Kiefer Sutherland and Sandra Bullock driving yeah. through Mount St. Helens, which still looks like that, by the way. It's still there, there's Mount St. Little, Helens. There's more growth. <laughs> I just think it's funny because like I was when I was texting you guys last night, I'm like, oh, that apartment building, it's still there. And then I thought I should probably text them that Mount St. Helens is still there too. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, they're driving through Mount St. Helens, and for some reason, Sandra Bullock is like really upset about it. I just want to leave. 
Yeah, she's I like, didn't know okay. this thing erupted and killed eighty she's people. She's like, I don't want. I want to leave. And then it shows them, and then it just cuts, and they're leaving. And she's like, Well, what should we do now? He's like, I don't care. And then you're like, What kind of trip? What is this? Yeah, I thought we were going to see an intact mountain. This thing is half destroyed. Did she this think is bullshit? Did she not know they were going to hike or something? <laughs> like, what the fuck? They don't explain it. She just doesn't like Mount St. Helens. They're, which is too bad because it's a cool location. They're yeah. fighting. There's a whole there's a whole fake out scene in the tunnel where their car well, breaks. They, they, run out of, they run out of gas. It would be except they, they they're like arguing and they run out of gas and then he goes to get gas but angrily. Uh, yeah, angrily storms off to get gas and then when he comes back, she's not in the car. But before that happens, they're in a tunnel. They, they run yeah, out they of gas. They stop inside a tunnel, a tunnel and she's looking for his. She's looking for her flashlight. Flashlight. And and he's going like fuck it. He's like you're not gonna find it. And he's like never mind. I'm leaving. I'm mad at you because we left Mount St Helens and he walks. She's like, don't leave me. Don't leave me. And, but like before that happens, they're in this tunnel. And she's like, we got to get out of this tunnel. It's dangerous. They no can barely can see, see us. us. And, a tr- and it's like a shot uh, yeah. from like 30 feet in front of them. And, a, and indeed, a semi truck c- comes really close to wiping yeah. them out. Yeah. That, that kind of freaked me although, out a little bit. Although like if you run out of gas, your lights still work. So just put on those. I know, put on the blinkers. You can lights. see that their blinkers are on. And and the and the dead truck, that truck, I guarantee will see those lights in the darkness of the tunnel. Yes. So, I don't know. This I just truck, it's more I was, it's more this trucker's fault, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. He was he's like he fucking, also, like, he's like crashing his from his trucker speed at that Yeah, he's, he's had too many no-dos and <laughs> <he's> crashing. <laughs> ah, ah. Oh shit. <laughs> Pep Pills Beverly Seals. Yeah, think you're so great. He was on his 6th day without sleep. Yeah. We'll get uh, to it. <laughs> the 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 then he it's terrible too because like you know what the premise of the movie is presumably when you're going in like you've seen the trailer or whatever the vanishing yeah. so you're they're setting you up to make you think that this is where she gets kidnapped which is really cheap and boring right that's the part that bothered me is that it's like and he comes because he comes back with a gas can and she's, she's not in the truck anymore but no she's just up the road yeah, outside she's, the tunnel sitting and then they make up. Did we talk about the part before where Jeff Bridges is trying to kidnap women and he's unsuccessful? Yeah. Okay, that's well. We didn't talk about it, but he does do that. He does do that. It's it's a whole. It's a whole thing. Journal of his pulse rate. It's annoying. Uh, Anyway, it happens in both versions of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just annoying in this one because Jeff Bridges is doing it. He's practicing at Pipe Place Market, which is interesting. Pretty cool. Which isn't. Which is. Which is why I'm going to give this one Judd. Oh, spoilers. Sorry. I'm probably going to give him more than that, actually. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to give it that much more. But not too yeah. much more, but yeah. <laughs> it's a shitty movie, but it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's a shitty movie for all of it, and then it gets very shitty at the at end. At the end. There's another part, uh, part aspect of this movie that is not good, but interesting, that it was coming up. All right, so they so she goes, so they go to this gas station they've made up. She goes to get a soda and a beer. And very, very, yeah, very <laughs> I have never... Is that a thing you used to be able to do, just buy, like, one Budweiser? Yeah, I think sure. you yeah. can a beer. I think so. I bet you still can. But why would you? Yeah. Is the, the question. they've got they've all got barcodes on them? I think so. I think you still can. I think they'd like <laughs> discourage that because then nobody buys the rest of the six right. pack. Just why buy one beer when you can buy, you know, twenty? Just fucking buy buy six drink beers. Them all. You might not drink them all right now. No, but you, you will drink have, them all right now. You will eventually drink. You them. have to drink them all right now. And also, if you, Washington State law, if you're getting Bud Light or whatever she was getting, like you're gonna drink those pretty quick because if you want to get a buzz at all or whatever, because Bud Light sucks, <laughs> right? Like you're gonna have to drink. And like what kind of self-respecting Seattleite drinks Bud Light? Too. Absolutely, she's not a self-respecting. She no, no. She, she does not respect herself. Yeah. Well, uh, so she deserves well, what comes. <laughs> she deserves what happens. She deserves being buried in a buried alive. I agree. Um, uh, but anyways, uh, there's a very pointed scene where she's like makes uh, Kiefer Sutherland do a vow of like I Kiefer Sutherland do solemnly swear to never leave. Sandra Bullock behind again, mm-hmm. and so that's part of that becomes part of what his obsession Comes later on in the movie. mantra or something. But yeah, he goes in to do what, or no, she goes in to pick up whatever, and then just never comes back. 
and uh, this would be a lot more effective if we hadn't, if we don't know exactly what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Like if the audience was maybe going which, on this ride with Kiefer. Which interestingly, there already was a version where that where they yeah. did do that way. Yeah, where you you were like, "Fuck, this is effective because we don't know exactly what's going on." God forbid the audience should feel, you know, should have God, there should be a mystery for the audience. God, here. God forbid there should be some suspense in the suspense thriller. <laughs> There's, there's she, also a, like, where is she? Where is she? And we're like, we know. Jeff Bridges kidnapped her. Jeff Bridges we, totally kidnapped this her. This weird guy. There's some the other funny accident. shit that's, that's different in it too, though. Like, like in the in the Dutch version, like he goes into the gas station. He's like, has anybody seen my girlfriend? And people are like, sorry, no. And in this one, he goes into the gas station. He's like, can everybody see my? Has anybody seen my girlfriend? And they're all dicks to yeah, him. Everybody's a dick. <laughs> and there's a weird. Hey, a buddy, weird... get out! You know, hey, buddy, get to the back of the line. Yeah, no cutting in line. I've seen. I see the, too many people here. And like the lady, the weird short lady who's working the yeah. register is just mean to him. And she's like a cross between Linda Hunt and Yardley Smith. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know where your whore girlfriend is. <laughs> But they're all just dicks to him, she and it's really weird. probably sucking some guy's <laughs> cock in a truck up the road. Now you get the fuck out! Of <laughs> and he goes, "Go back to Seattle, you fucking city boy." There's also there's a scene in the in Mega. the in the in the Dutch version. He do, you you don't see him talk to like a police officer, but in this one, he talks talks to the cop, and he's like, "Why don't you listen to me?" And the, the cop is a dick to him the too. Get out of my! You better step away. Step get out away of from my, my face. The cop sir. is like the cop is like, "Look, she probably just left because you had a fight, Webber. Am I right?" And they don't have a fight in like a like a serious fight in the Dutch version either so they're like there's this whole thing yeah. and there's a line in this where he goes uh, well it wasn't a fight it was a thing and the, guy's like a th- the cop's like a thing he's like do you have a girlfriend yeah and if I think it's a thing she thinks it's a fight it's like alright uh, officer God. it's it's so Jesus. funny because all the stuff that they do in this that we're talking about is like is like uh, like Hollywooded up it's why I couldn't stop thinking of that shit from the player where it's like it feels like no it's like even the score by Jerry Goldsmith yeah. is like dun, 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 dun. Is like this very Hollywood Jerry Goldsmithy score, yeah. and you're like, and it's like every time it comes on, I'm like, why is this? This shouldn't be the score for this. The movie. score for the the Dutch version is like this really jazzy, mournful guitar, and but it's it sh- like, yeah, it should be. I mean, but it should be. It shouldn't. Certainly shouldn't be a like, like a score, a Jerry Goldsmith yeah. full orchestra score or whatever. It just is bizarre, and but every like, choice they made feels like someone's like, but what if it's more like this? Let's show it to an audience. We'll see. They didn't like that, so change this thing around, and you know, yeah. just like it feels like notes or something. But like totally. a lot of uh, composers. Uh, of his caliber, Jerry Goldsmith recycles his own material a lot. Oh, yeah. There's some music oh, yeah. at the end of this movie that sounds a lot like Total Recall. It totally does, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah, all the chase stuff at the end is very me, Total Recall. Do not remind me of the greatest movie ever made in your yeah. shitty, weird remake thing. Uh, so she's kidnapped, and then he, it's him being obsessed with finding her. It's the same deal where, like, now it's three years later... Uh, yeah. Well, he's putting signs up. It shows. It shows. It's cutting back and forth because it shows Jeff Bridges with his wife, like seeing the poster and going, "Hmm." Oh, the, and they're like, "Oh, that I poor it, girl." I and he's admire like, his mm, perseverance. Admire his perseverance. And the, he's and a school you see Jeff, Jeff Bridges' wife is also a weird lady, so you're like, "I guess that seems like she would marry him." But why? What? Yeah. I'm a perfectly normal guy. <laughs> very much a normal guy. Will you marry me? Honey, he sounds like fucking Beldar Conehead. To be inside <laughs> you, does. astronauts to the moon. <laughs> we are from France. We are from France. <laughs> so funny. They're from France. They're from France. Get Name it. a uh. famous holiday. The moons of Meepsor. Good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh. So. So then he. So he goes to his diner like, at some what, point, what, right? One of the things I like is the, uh, the, the one of the many just stupid details of this movie is that Kiefer's like obsessed, and he's got. And like later on, we find out when he's trying to lead a normal life, he's got like a whole like, 
uh, hotel room that he's been where he just fully gives in to his obsession yeah. of searching, and he ha- he doesn't have anything. Well, that hasn't happened this, at this point. I know, but like, no, that's late, like, that's later because he's because he's writing the book. Yeah, I think yeah. at some point he does actually like sort of put it behind him a little. Hard uh, to say. But yeah, either, I mean, but the, either movie, way, the movie like, is poorly him, him made, being, so it is hard to say. Yeah, just the idea of him dedicating his life to like um, searching for this woman is fascinating to me because he has zero clues. Yeah. Like, what do you? He's, he's he got a, he's got an of, entire room full of <laughs> one clue. <laughs> he's got the signs that you put up that are say, "Have yeah. you seen this woman?" Posted up in his own apartment, and, also, ma- and, and a bunch helpful? of maps. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, there's a line. Yes, there's a line I later think, on in the movie where he goes like, where he's talking to Nancy Travis, and he's like, the. He's like, I, you know, I've never gone back to the gas station <laughs> where it happened, and and Sophie was watch, watching it that's off and on with me. That's the first place you'd go. Hey, that's what she, she said. She said, "What? That's so funny. That's the what you, that's, that's the only place only you would. That's the possible only, place. That's the only place you would go. Yeah. You would go there f- first, second. You'd go there a bunch of times. So he's yeah. just driving around, going into different places, he's going, and going to, like, have you seen? He's go, He's not going it. to the literal scene of the crime <laughs> at ever. all." When he's doing his investigation, incredible. Not to talk to anybody, not to ask for if there was security footage. He's, he's not a good whatever. He's, look, he's not a he detective. Makes Guy Pierce and Memento look like the most just the right? greatest Seriously. detective of all time. <laughs> and that's a guy like, that who's guy's got, on the ball. Yeah, <laughs> he's got clues. At least that guy can't remember to not go to the exactly. place. Exactly. He may have the wrong. He may have clues that are uh, leading him to the wrong place. But like, at least he's trying. Exactly. <laughs> insane uh so so he meets a he meets a waitress yeah he goes into uh who this, this, falls for him immediately for no reason yeah it's he really goes funny. to the, he goes to this diner where we meet the two waitresses nancy travis and her friend park overall park overall from what's it called? empty nest empty nest God, both of you guys knew who that was and i just was like park overall park overall she was like kind of popular in the late 80s yeah she I was like the, she was nest. like the the you know Rising, plucky empty, sitcom. The actress. only thing anybody liked about Empty Nest, yeah, it was like Empty Nest. All right, but Parker Poker Park overall is, is real fun. funny. Kind of a southern pokey lady, yeah. You know, like she's prickly. very spunky. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they're they're the waitresses at this diner, and Kiefer Sutherland comes in there. This is an amazing collection of moments. She, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland comes in there looking not unlike his character from The Lost Boys, just, just like fucking, totally fucking strong, but like out. a sad yeah. version of yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a vampire, just like miserable. Not like a, yeah. not like a sort of hot vampire. But like a uh, like a just a grungy fucking yeah. He's wearing loser. An army jacket. Probably what like Kiefer shit. Sutherland looked like a lot of the time in real life Aww. back then. Well, you know he's Poor had Kiefer. problems. He enjoys, know, he enjoys the the liquor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and she's like Nancy Travis is like this guy. He seems he seems all right. He seems kind of cute. Maybe I recognize him from somewhere. And he's immediately like, have you? He shows shows her like his like uh, his missing Sandra Bullock signs. And have she's you like, seen this girl? When's the last time he? She well, first she's like, uh, this that's the gas station that's about sixty miles from here. And he's like, I know. <laughs> I've never been back there. Get me a coffee. Uh, no. I'll get you some milk. You I want coffee. No, you'll get milk and you'll like it. Also, there's a cot in the back. You can sleep there. This really happens. And there's... then he does. And then and it cuts to... Well, no, then they're walking out of the oh, right, place right, in the right. morning. Right. And she's like, look, let me give you my phone number and blah, blah, blah. And then, then it cuts to like some indeterminate amount of time later, she's moving into his apartment. Into that nice apartment. Which, On second and Aloha. Which actually is, is surprising that that's still there. It's always surprising to me when like a, a kind of a cool uh, location, apartment building at least in Seattle is still there. I actually, a lot of shit gets torn down and turned into 
uh, different apartment. I actually there. walked right by it the other week because it's two blocks north of the Streamline Tavern, which is one of my favorite yeah. bars. And I and then so I watched this movie. I'm like, holy shit! I was just right there. It's a cool yeah. apartment, although it is it is selected with for the with the exclusive purpose of it so that you can fucking see the Space Needle. Oh in, yeah, in shot. yeah. And it's and such it's, a cool looking building. The, the view too. is incredible. Yeah, yeah. There's like from one angle you can see the Space Needle, and from an, another angle you can see the harbor. Yeah. Just Jesus. What street Christ. is that? It's right on Hanley. Second and Hanley. Hanley and Everett. Second and Hanley and Hanley. Hanley and Everett. Space Needle Drive, ever yeah. southeast, uh, fish, fish throw, to- fish toss <laughs> avenue. That's the real world house. <laughs> oh yeah, ah. yeah, that's where they had the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, th- that's the used. the other aspect of this movie that is also ridiculous and kind of interesting to me is that Nancy Travis's character is uh, a preposterously indomitable. Like yes. she is so strong willed that you're like, how did she ever end up just being a waitress? She should be president. <laughs> Seriously, She's she is the, just unstoppable. She's also the only one of the leads that is even kind of good in the movie, and, like, and I, behaves I kinda, at least somewhat rationally. But I mean, I like, somewhat. I like, somewhat. I like, I like her. Like her performance actually feels like, like okay, she's she's doing something with this. Whereas everybody else is like very wooden or bad or doing Jeff Bridges thing. Yeah. She like, just meets this loser in a cafe and is just like locks in and is like, yeah. I am will fight for my life. The, for that's this guy. that's what I thought was funny is how they allied the entirety of their relationship be, like in the in like in the meantime. It's just like they meet and now she is so in love with him that she is willing to do all of this stuff she's and you're like obsessed with him. Why? Yeah, he's she's obsessed clearly with- not that good. But she's upset when she <laughs> finds a gun in his closet. Although, right. also, it's like this is the guy who's totally obsessed with finding his girlfriend who's been missing for a year or six months or whatever. And you're surprised he has a fucking gun. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a weird thing to be that, upset that also, about. But the gun did is you in never a case. talk about anything the whole time before you moved in? Was right? It, had, is this like is this like the next day? The gun is in a carrying <laughs> case too, and this leads to a very funny moment at the end. But just, oh yeah. It's, it's a, she's like, what's in this box? And like, don't, don't look in there. Who are you working for? By the way, while, while he's yelling at her about this and they're having an argument about the gun, he's wearing one of those uh, ball caps that have the clapping, the clapping hands on the cap. front. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think it's supposed to be funny, but I don't, know. I don't know what it is. And then at one point, like when he, she's mad at him and he like makes her, you know, he's, he's, like, he's sweet talking her. He uses the, the clappy yeah. thing. Too. Yeah. It's pretty Cute. Great. I, I had a friend who had one of those, and I played with it all and the time. And it worked all it the very, time. Very cool. <laughs> those do seem cool. Those and the the well, the ones with the beer the cans. Beer cans. I've always wanted one of those hats with the oh, beer cans. Oh, yeah. But you put you Dr. Just, Pepper in them. I put one Dr. Pepper and one beer. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Right? Really what if you get them good. both at the same time well, by accident? Well, I'd try it once and probably not like it. I would try not to do that. Oh, you're, not, you, you're not very dexterous is all I'm saying. I put cognac in mine. <laughs> I'm pretty dexterous. Cognac. This guy, I'm not dexterous. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know de- from dexterous? Go do something dexterous. Yeah, do some juggle. Right juggle right now. In this, I got space cleared for you. Here. Juggle. What do you want me to do? Juggle. Uh, I can't juggle. Close up I can magic. juggle. Close up okay. magic. Well, I'm more dexterous than you. Can you do a cartwheel? No. Yeah, I could do a cartwheel. I have no idea if I could do a cartwheel. I think I can either do a cartwheel <laughs> or die. I'm not gonna I will, even try I to do it. I've never tried to do a car well, wheel. How That's how I know I can't do it. Here we go. It. For the, if you if we get to, if we get up to 150 patrons, uh, Matt and I will put on a little circus show where he juggles <laughs> and I do cartwheels. Uh, and Travis will I don't know dress up. Die. I'm not gonna. Travis will die. This, he'll <laughs> die. He'll tell jokes. There's a very good chance I could. There's like 50-50. Like one, I just do a cartwheel and it's like, well, there you go. And the other is there's like two compound fractures. I think it should be me <laughs> juggle. Just bones sticking. Which out. one's just your both your arms? Somehow one arm, I get one leg. Somehow my leg. It's a compound <laughs> fracture when it's when it's at when it's in the air. 
Nothing even hits it. Your it leg just snaps. You, you, it's like it's like you're not supposed to have this leg this far from gravity, and it just snaps in half. <laughs> the bone sticking out. I'm just. Snapping. Oh my god! I'm like a marionette doll. Just. <laughs> well, he tried to do a cartwheel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh, and then they just pull. I'm not even on life support, and they kill me. <laughs> pull the plug on this guy. His not worth. His life is not worth saving. We could we keep him alive? We could, but <laughs> we could. But to, to what? To end? what end? This happened to him when he tried to do one cartwheel, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's pretty. We much, need the room. We need the. He's pretty much gone. Well, they, would, they wouldn't pull the plug on you. They just dump you somewhere. They just. Yeah. No, they would pull the plug on you, and then they would just push you out the window. Yeah, just put me in a dumpster. Not even a dumpster, just outside <laughs> the window. I'm still alive, guys. Guys, <laughs> I'm still alive. Yeah, says you. <laughs> If you call that, if living. you call that living, we need we need space in here for the un- unvaccinated. God damn it, the, the, our precious unvaccinated citizens. There you go, 150 patrons. Sign up. Oh man, that'll be quite the thing. All right, Sign well, up. let's. Jesus Christ, I kind now kind of hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, uh, speaking of compound fractures, I don't know. No compound fracture, fractures in this movie, unfortunately. Okay, um, so she's like, she's like, you got to put this past you, yeah. uh, or else our relationship is going to suffer. And he's, he's like, like, okay. He's like, okay, I will put it past me. But meanwhile, he's trying to write a novel. Well, he meets with his publisher. The, and uh, he meets with his publisher. Uh, the, it's Gregor. In this, in this really funny... You don't know who to, who trust. to trust. In this really funny scene where, Weber, scene where he's, like, he's like hovering over him in this imposing way. And he's like, I don't like this book, but we do want... And, it's, and the I way it was shot was just really funny. His car. Yeah. It's, it's Gregor from Sneakers. Yeah. You don't see all that often. But it's just funny that he's like, the way the scene is shot and lit, yeah. it's like that it's like this like dark scene where he's like, and I want you to write a book about yeah. your missing girlfriend. And he's like, no, no, not that. Okay, I'll do it. He's yeah. like, I have a book. Uh, it's about how Jesus Christ fucked and uh, <laughs> Opus Day is trying to- No, nobody, don't want that. Uh, nobody, nobody will read that. Nobody will want to read Oh, that. I'm sure that's going to sell 80 million copies <laughs> doing the jerk off motion. No, 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 no. So he's going to write- he's gonna write this book about his missing girlfriend and doesn't tell Nancy's new girlfriend Nancy Travis that that's what he's doing and then he goes to the army surplus store that used to be down there and uh, gets a like an army uniform pretends he's becoming a reservist <laughs> and and says it like well, and one weekend a month he goes out to uh, the the boonies like as Mount Sai and yeah. has a hotel room where he uses as a base of operations. Does he take down and put all the stuff up, or does he rent the hotel room for the entire month? I have the, uh, the idea, I think, I think the implication is that he keeps, he keeps, he keeps the hotel. It. Okay. Because, he, I mean, he's, if he's like, only out there one weekend a month. It just seems yeah. like, okay. This is a very he's, movie got like thing. A, he's got, like, a corkboard. It has a picture yeah. of the gas station and then some red some red string that's just hanging down because he doesn't have any clues. Any clues. He doesn't have anything, no. <laughs> but there's, there are signs that maybe he, he does, we don't know, but he might be loaded. Because at one point he's being interviewed on TV, and and then the and the guys oh the the way that the guy describes him too is uh, tonight our guest <laughs> the perpetually tormented <laughs> yes. or something like that tonight our guest is the very courageous very tormented young man Jeff Harriman <laughs> that's how he's introduced okay on the so show. this this bothered me very tormented because a how does he afford that you say he might be wealthy but we know he's not because when he says to Nancy Travis that he's gonna write the, that he got the publishing deal he says I'll be able to, pay, able the to pay the rent this month but but, but he, in this interview he, he, the, the guy the guy goes like you you've been we're searching for her for like three years and he must that must have been very expensive right and he's like yeah I, I, I spent almost all my money so he had enough money to just coast for three years right right so I don't know what for some reason he had a lot of money he was, it, printing, it also, he was printing all those posters. it also bothered <laughs> yeah. me that he lies he to Nancy working. Travis says he's in the Army Reserve Goes out there one weekend a month to his hidden cabin motel room. Yeah, he's, he's paying so that thousands she do- of dollars. So that a she month. doesn't find out that he's doing this. 
and he goes on TV. He goes on TV. Probably a good way to her, for her to find it, although she doesn't see that. Nope. But still, I well, would feel like- Someone else does, though. Someone else does, and it's Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Like, hmm. So he decides to start- He decides to start uh, writing Skeever Sutherland a letter- to say that he's gonna like uh, show you what have show him what happened to his girlfriend. Right. This is markedly different from what happens in the uh, the Dutch version. Mm-hmm. In the Dutch version, there's still the stuff about him like going on television, and the guy does have uh, a new girlfriend, but the new girlfriend just sort of like is a character who he's already met when we pick up with him three years later. After one or two scenes of him still being obsessed with finding the 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 missing girl. Uh, the girl, the new girlfriend, just is like, "I'm, you're obsessed. We can't have a relationship. I'm out." She leaves, and the uh, the killer character, it's it's told it's told to us has approached him multiple times, and uh, has an apartment across the street from where he mm. m- wants him to meet. Oh wow! So he's all so the guy, you know, the 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 the. Kiefer Sutherland character in the Dutch version, he shows up to meet the guy who says he's the killer, and the the, the killer never shows up. Mm. There's something similar in this because he goes to the to the they go to the Seattle Yacht Club, uh, <laughs> and Jeff Bridges apparently has a house across the street from the Yacht Club. <laughs> yeah, I I don't, so. yeah, it's very strange. Which I don't is, know what that's I mean, about. F- and for like what it looks to be like a professor at a local university, because it's not his main house. Yeah, I mean, He's got a- another it's just, house. It's just one of those things that you see in movies, especially in the '90s, where like tenured uh, academics have like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I have tenure, so yeah, I have several houses. <laughs> Yeah, absurd. Houses were cheaper then too. I make make seventy-two thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I I got houses. He's like, I can pay the rent this month, and it's like, what was rent in '93 in Seattle? Hundred dollars. Yeah, I was. I'm very curious (laughs) what that was. Uh, I'm getting screwed. I got to pay hundred dollars a month. Unbelievable (laughs) for this great apartment. Yeah, Uh, it's a really great apartment. Not just the location in the building, but like you see this. You see the space. It's really nice. It's a great view. Nancy Travis in this one does not leave him. She like decides I'm going to stick with you and help you, even she, after she, she finds out. Which is point. which is why I'm saying I, I think Nancy Travis is actually like does a good job in this movie. But it's like what her character does is not her character. Her character makes no sense at all. Yeah. Like yeah. her character doesn't. It, her character she, finds out. Her character literally only doesn't leave him so that the movie can end differently than yes. the original one. So she's so she's more of a prop than the girlfriend in the original, which is her her whole purpose was like to show that this guy can't move on from this, and the purpose of Nancy Travis in this is a tool so that the ending can happen. Yeah, she's one she, of those characters. That's the only reason she it's sticks a thankless around. character that only exists for this guy, but boy, does she exist for this guy. Yeah, because like, a she she hacks into his computer to like, and that, she's like, all right, I'm gonna. Find that was really out. funny too. It just says access, access denied. Access denied. <laughs> <laughs> and she and she uh, like uh, uh. and it, and there's like this is like uh, a several hour long sort of like montage sequence where she's like use she's got a notepad out. She's figuring out the pa- the, the password. She's rearranging names, doing anagrams and shit. It turns out it's Sandra Bullock's her character's name. Yeah. Like reversed into and it's like in that vanished it's an anagram into yeah. like vanished, she vanished. Bull, bunch of bullshit. Like None of that happens in the original either. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. All this, it's all this like little added stuff. Like what you were saying. You well, were saying yeah, like, like it's weirdly because the 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 remake is only about ten minutes longer than the original. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so much more embellished. There's all this extra detail and plot. That's put into it, and like sort of all of the the like gray area, all the nuance, all of the suspense is kind of pulled out of it. And on top of that, it has like twenty five minutes 
that's totally a tacked on ending. Yes. So they like compress the story of the original down while still adding all of this plot. <laughs> And attacked on ending, and it's only ten minutes longer. It's nonsense. It's very weird. It's but like it, it's not just like a it's not just like a crummy remake. It's like a complete revision in a crummy way. Yeah, yeah. We can make this worse. Uh, and they did. So the anagram is her name is Diane Shaver, and then that translates into R vanished. A R E vanished. Okay. And so she gets in and, and gets finally gets into his account, realizes that he's still obsessed with three years By later. By the way, still the, obsessed. The, the brief excerpts we see of his book are terrible. Oh, yeah. It's garbage. <laughs> it's a kid's book. Yeah. Um, and uh, and at one point, this is the really funny scene where she shows up at, at his- uh, in, a, in a black wig. With a wig, a Sandra Bullock wig. She's like, is this what you want? Is this what you want? I believe in pleasing my man. <laughs> She says something like that. Well, yeah, she does, but there, this is uh, an, uh, my favorite line in the whole movie where she goes, I'm not as smart as you. I mean, uh, Evidently, I guess. <laughs> I'm not as smart as you, but I'm not the dumbest bitch ever born. Jeez. That won't crack me up. Oh, and, and there's another okay. great line. This character is incredible. This is a line that, this is a real thing that she says. It's inc- amazing. She goes, no one in my family has ever fought for anything, and they either wound up on Prozac, sleeping 14 yeah. hours a day, or dead from liver disease at 35. Wow. Everyone in her family. Everyone. And it's not pretty, a single one of them ever. It's a pretty binary situation, I know. too. Not a single one of them ever fought for anything. Jeez. What a family. Like, her, I want to. I just want to hear the story of her family. Mm. And also, like, you know, good for them getting on Prozac, I yeah, guess, right? They're I sleeping mean, 14 hours a day. Let's not shame anybody for, what, for some self-care. Exactly. Yeah, it's better than being dead of liver disease at 35. Seriously. I would agree. Maybe they needed the Prozac might something. give you liver disease, too, though. I mean... Oh, it could give you and diarrhea and, uh, uh, you know, but contact your doctor if you have any... You know, don't... Uh, my favorite thing on all those pharmaceutical commercials, if you ever see them, is don't take, you know, flysoxamine if you're allergic to flysoxamine. <laughs> they all say that. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. It's like, like that. It's good advice. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. Huh? Ah. <laughs> oh, I no. Am, I'm totally allergic to this. <laughs> I was about to take that, too. Thank Shit. you, Ad. Anyway, uh, okay, so then Jeff Bridges c- gets in touch with Kiefer Sutherland yep. and uh, goes to the apartment to to see him. Kiefer Sutherland beats him up. I'm the architect of all your pain. <laughs> <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland beats him up, and which is wi- something that is witnessed by their neighbor the across crazy, the, the, the crazy lady upstairs. The crazy lady upstairs, Mrs. Carmichael. We'll get to that. Which again, totally made up, new character. Anyway. Uh, and Jeff Bridges is, you know, after they after they tussle for a while, Jeff Bridges is like, "Look, you know, you can beat me up, but you'll never know." Yeah. Uh, but in order for me to show, to for you to find out what happened to Diane, um, I have to show you. I have to experience what she experienced, and that's kind of where we leave that scene. Yes. Nancy Travis gets back to the apartment and uh, figures basically figures out that like something's wrong. Kiefer Sutherland's gone missing, and she suspects that he's with the killer. Yeah. And she immediately contacts the police. Well, this is after the, but this is after a scene where her and her friend, uh, Evening Shade, get, yeah, Evening yeah. Shade, uh, Empty, Empty Nest, Nest are, are like super drunk in a, it's a very bad drunk acting. It's not it's great. It's incredibly bad drunk acting. It's incredibly, acting. incredibly bad. We are drunk. Do the thing where you do the theater. I do like the way Park Overall talks to the cop, though. Yeah. He goes, uh, have you had, uh, how much have you had to drink? And she goes, one. Mm. After another, yeah. <laughs> that's the only part that was fun. That, that was, was funny. pretty good line. Yeah. Uh, and and anyway, so they they contact the he, she contacts the police. The police show up and uh, they're like, "Well, there's nothing we can do for you." And then she decides to go ask Miss Car Mrs. Carmichael across the way if she saw if she saw the trouble that was going oh, on. Trouble. 
And, and Mrs. Carmichael is crazy. Now she's crazy for some reason. And she's, yeah, she's like, crazy. I saw him. He was beating up on that man. It was it's really bad. Yeah, so she does this whole thing, and, and, and you can tell that uh, Nancy Travis is kind of like, oh, I don't know. And you're kind of like, why is she uh, reluctant to like listen to this woman? Yeah. And then at the end, you find out, because she does this whole thing. Well, first of all, Miss Carmichael goes, oh, there's nothing to tell. Uh, you know, they, he just beat the shit out of this guy and then went away in a car. <laughs> and it like, seems like there's a lot to tell. And then, a, and then at the very story. end of it, and then she goes, and you know what else? That little green leprechaun popped off my cereal box and started dancing around. Magically delicious. Magically delicious. Because you see, she's crazy. Yeah, that's funny. Nuttier than rat shit in a pistachio warehouse. <laughs> that's so nutty. So... Meanwhile, Kiefer Sutherland is driving around with Jeff Bridges, who's explaining what happened. Tell he tells him the fla- he tells story. him a flashback of how he kidnapped Sandra Bullock, and there's this infinity bracelet and a whole thing. How Jeff tra- Bridges has got to think about his whole life <laughs> before he shows you where Sandra <laughs> yeah. Bullock's body is. He, he's you know, and he says this whole story about how he kidnapped her from the gas station after she you know. And she- these are flashbacks that take place here in this movie, but in the Dutch version, they're peppered throughout the movie, right. like where he like is going to kidnap one lady, and she's in the car. And he uh, has the chloroform rag, but then he sneezes, and he sneezes into his own chloroform rag, and so he has to abort. Right. Uh, and then, it's more. You know. It's 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 just a better structure at all. Yeah. And this is just like now it's just him like giving an info dump, and then also exp- not only explaining how he kidnapped Sandra Bullock, but also talking about when he was a little boy and yes. jumping yeah. off of a roof and saving uh, saving a girl from drowning in front yes. of his daughter, and then that's why he wants to kill somebody because his daughter, it's has all has to do with his daughter somehow. He says something about how, like, like once he saved his, like, my daughter looked at me like I was a god. And then I realized that I would never know if I was truly good unless I did something that was truly evil. Right. And he says evil. Yeah. Pronounces it evil. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so this whole plan is to, like, him to, he's like a psychopath who's, like, t- you know, testing himself to so, see what he can do or whatever. So then he's doing that, and then Nancy Travis somehow figures out who well, he is. Ms. No, Miss Carmichael remembers the license plate right. of his Volvo. You believe it. Nancy she Travis. somehow manages to get to the DMV and scam her way into the DMV woman and, get the, and get the address that the car is registered to, which is Jeff Bridges' wife It's really on funny Everett too. Drive. This woman is incredibly competent. She, yeah. goes, she goes to the DMV and is like, look, I just, you know, I don't have, I just need my, my old address. And the guy is just like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> she pretends to be Jeff Bridges' my wife. My favorite part of this but scene. It's just funny. You're like, why would he do that? Nobody would do the, that. The He'd, security guard at the door is really funny because he's like, we're closed in, in two minutes. And she's like, just let me in. She just sort of barges in. She manages to get all this info out of the dude in a, what's obvious, even to the guy, is like not real. Yes. And as she's walking away, he's like, you got to fill out this form. And so she takes the form. But then there's a shot where she's leaving the building and she just throws the yeah. paper away, like really aggressively just throws it and walks out. Mm-hmm. So now I they've got the address. I'm to save my shiftless loser boyfriend. Right. So she's got the address. She goes to Jeff Bridges' house and runs into his daughter. Mm-hmm. And his daughter thinks that Nancy Travis is her dad's mistress because there's this, the whole movie. She's convinced. The, the convinced. She's convinced Jeff Bridges is having an affair. Yeah, and she and she's for it. She's like, uh, yeah, she, she doesn't seem to romantic. mind. She thinks it's romantic. So she gets into the car. Weird. She gets into the car with she, Nancy Travis, she which is anybody, absurd. She thinks anybody but her weird mom would want to sleep with her fucking bizarre dad, <laughs> yeah. too. So this girl. He's so weird. He's Ladies so, would drop their he's pants so for him. He's so cool. <laughs> and, like, the daughter tells her where the cabin is. Yeah. So Nancy Travis heads to the cabin, assuming that that's where she must. he must have taken 
Kiefer Sutherland. Important. Importantly, the daughter, the daughter drew a uh, infinity symbol on the in the fog in the window because mm-hmm. that comes back later. That's when right. It comes back stupidly. This is stupidly, which is stupid, and also like I don't think that's a really stupid. I don't think that would still be there. But uh, yeah, and then we, we get the th- we get the scene that's like the thrust of it, where we find out the Kiefer is like, I don't, you know, I I I don't care if she's alive or dead. I just need to know the truth. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. I just need to know. It's drink, the not knowing. And, he, and he's just coffee, sort of like, would knock you out. Yeah. You, so Jeff, all yeah. I can promise you is the truth. I will show you. You will find out. And but you have to drink this coffee. You will go. You will be knocked out, and then you will know. He's like, it, it will put you out for about forty minutes, which is the same amount of time she was unconscious. In order for you to understand, you will have to be unconscious for the same amount of time. So he does. He drinks the coffee, and he wakes up in a fucking coffin under the ground uh, with the with the lighter that she gave him. Yeah. He's like, no, oh no. And he's like, oh ah. no, no, and then fade out. Be quite something. Which is where alien, right there is where the original ends. That's right. the end of the movie. They're dead. They're dead, and they're buried in in, like, in the guy's garden. In the guy's garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fucked up, and he's having like a little picnic next to their yeah. bodies. Wow. Now, now what happens is Nancy Travis gets to the cabin, yeah. and now we're in the like the la- the tacked on third act of this movie. Ugh. Amazing. So Nancy Travis gets to the cabin, and she has like a physical. She has like multiple physical altercations with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it's it's one of those fucking Laurie Strode things where she'll like knock him out, and then be like, "Now I run. Now I throw my weapon away and run." And yeah. you just sort of like, "Nope." No. My, like, my favorite she part has of a this. Fucking gun and throws it away. Yep. Oh yeah. My favorite part of this is when she opens up the gun case and it says, "You were right. That's no more best, guns." That's the best part. Because <laughs> it's she empty. doesn't grab the gun; she grabs the case, that's and she's right. running with the case yeah. up the driveway to Jeff Bridges' uh, cabin, holding the case. And she's like, "All right, well, it's, now it's time to open the case and grab the gun." There's a big it's letter inside, a big note, and it says, "Dear Homer, I owe you one, <laughs> yeah, one, one gun." That <laughs> <No>, says, <laughs> "You were right. No more <laughs> guns," right. and it's empty. <laughs> and the way that it's written is uh, is uh, it's, it's like, like crayon. a crayon by a child or something. <laughs> You're like, what is wrong with this guy? Uh, so that's fifteen dollars. I don't want to <laughs> get out of here. Uh, so, yeah, that's funny. But she has multiple physical altercations with Jeff Bridges. Finally, kind of like knocks him out. Manages to get Kiefer Sutherland out of the coffin. Well, she knocks she knocks him out, and then convinces Several she times. convinces him not to kill her because she's she says she's got his daughter that she's got his daughter and she's like show me where he is and then he knocks her out it keeps going back and, and she forth did, she does the she t- turns the table and makes him drink yes. the poison right yeah. she's like you're gonna drink the poison she's like no guess what asshole you're gonna drink the poison because i have your daughter because i have your daughter and, and this and he was like prove it and then that's when she shows him the infinities yeah, thing yeah. and blah blah but blah they keep capturing recapturing each other then she finds Kiefer and She's gonna get killed, and then he wakes up. Yeah, yeah. He, she digs him up, but he's he's unconscious. And then and then Jeff Bridges is like, "I'm back, baby." And then they're fighting again. And this is when Kiefer Sutherland wakes up, clubs Jeff Bridges with a shovel, Bonks and him then with a shovel. jams the shovel, jams into, the shovel his mouth. into his fucking face, <laughs> right into his mouth. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I did think it was cool. I was like, "Oh, all right." Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. If this was a, if this if the rest of the movie didn't suck so much, I'd be like, he "That got, was fun." He got Jeff Bridges looking like a Pez dispenser. Right. If the if <laughs> If the mo- <laughs> if the movie wasn't so terrible, this would uh, be a fun third like act. Fucking Pac Man. But uh, that's that's not the end of the garbage that so, happens so in this Jeffers movie. Is gone. There's then, more. Then it cuts to a it's a it's a very weird shot too. It's this like yes. dumb overhead shot that like zooms that like goes, it pushes down pushes from the down ceiling. From the ceiling as she, she Nancy Travis and Kiefer Sutherland are meeting with Gregor the publisher at some nice restaurant, and they're celebrating the success of the book that he has written. 
When, Which the, I assume the, now has the part where they kill a guy. Where they kill a guy, yeah. And like it, the, the publisher is like, I thought this was going to be a great story, and then you found the blah, blah, yeah, blah. I thought it was a pretty good story, but now it's an out-and-out out smash. Which yeah. is so funny because it's almost that's almost like... I think the, it's commenting the, on the... people the, commenting on it going like, you know, you had a pretty fun ending, you had a pretty good ending on the when you did it the first time, but this this ending is yeah. going to really kick people in the butts. Exactly. You know? like, wow. Uh, now that it ends the way you would expect, people are going to love it. <laughs> and there's this <laughs> yeah. absolutely like... Cringe-inducing moment at the it's very amazing. end of the movie so where it's zo- so it's zooming down on the table, and I was like, "What is what is with what this are we looking shot? at?" Yeah, and it's on the white table. And then these two cups of coffee get set down in the shot by the like, waiter. Okay, and then it cuts to them going, "Oh no, we don't oh, drink that anymore. We don't drink coffee anymore." They say no coffee, no coffee. at the same time, and they practically like tug, nah, their, tug nah, their ties, they smile at each other, Yeesh. and the movie ends. It should end on like a uh, like a jaunty sitcom yeah. <laughs> music with a freeze frame of them. It's like ridiculous. Fuck. Fucking Unbelievable. Fucking Just awful. fucking suck. What a fucking disaster. <laughs> it made me, I mean, like, it, that ending made me mad. I didn't hate the movie, and also I remembered that it had, like, like a happy ending, but I'm watch- I watched these back to back yesterday. I knew that the I knew the ending was different, and I knew I hadn't seen it, but I'd seen parts of it or something, and I knew, but I just I wasn't prepared for for the rest of it being so bad. It's just like the <laughs> the the fascinating thing about it is that the, the like I said it's only like 10 minutes longer so it's not like the original is like super tight. It's just like they made every single wrong choice yeah. imaginable in redoing it. Yeah. Very weird. And like I can understand maybe why George Sluiser wanted to wanted to do it because he's like, well, uh, it'll be a Hollywood gig. I get to try like a like a remix mm-hmm. of my movie and do something different with it and see if it works. And I mean, maybe he's happy with it, maybe he's not. I have no idea. But it's just sort of like, man, was it was he complicit in how fucked up it is? Was it just that he get noted to death? Like, if yeah, I mean, it, it feels like noted to death. It feels like too many cooks kind of situation. Yeah. Just because it's like because it's not ugly. Like it's not poorly shot a lot of the time. It's no. weirdly shot. And I mean, the Jerry Goldsmith score terrible, isn't, but it's bad. terrible. It's just that it for this movie, work. not for You're like yeah. It's, it's 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 all the things that are supposed to be working towards it being a suspense movie are working against it. Everything maybe. that's subdued and kind of nuanced and like unsettling about the original is brought to the top and yeah. and kind of like explicit and boring in this. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like the Hollywood like remake. The Hollywood remake it's like of the Hollywood it, yeah. remake of it. It's like literally that. It's a so it's an interesting yeah, experiment. Like a parody. But I feel like the, the other two remakes that we're going to talk about don't necessarily have that problem. No, they're more one to one, Yeah, they're yeah. way more well, the Night Watch is way more one to one. Insomnia is a whole other thing. Right. But this, it's just one of those things where it's just like if that's the, the ending of the original is an extremely special and distinctive part of it. It's yeah. almost like the main thrust yeah. is like this movie's good, but where do the end? What do you get to the? Where do you see that fucking ending? Right. And it's like that's so, such a, a huge part of it. And they're like, well, we we like the movie, but not that part of it that makes yeah. it what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like we love Memento. Can you do it, Rick? Can you do it going? Can you regular? do it when everything's okay at could the end it, and uh, he remembers? No, but could or we where put it's it, not could going we backwards? In, could we put right. it in regular or in the normal yeah. order? Put it in regular order there now. It's spe- now we got something. You're Which, like, no, now you got literally nothing. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, pretty weird. Yeah. So, but uh, I got a couple other lines here. The the the, the script is also outlandish and terrible, it's and bad. there's lots of like uh, groaners and yeah. funny lines. But uh, th- this is a part where. <laughs> 
This is something Kiefer says to, because he's like, I know I told you that I was going to stop being obsessed with finding Peter Cinder Blocks, but, but now I'm going to be obsessed again. And she's like, I don't like that. I'm going to leave. And she's like, yeah, go on. Run like a coward. At least, oh, Di- right. At least Diane was taken by force. Oh, man. I forgot about that. That's a terrible, terrible thing to say. Jesus. <laughs> I was watching. I can't believe I forgot wow. about it because I remember watching it last night. Going, and when he says that, I was like, oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. And then when she's mad at him, she, they go, she goes back to their house before she's, while she's packing her bag. She leaves a message on their, on their answering machine, and she goes, You have reached the home of Jeff, Jeff Harriman and Jeff Harriman's twisted ego. <laughs> just full of stuff like that. Uh, ratings. I am going to go ahead and give this two Juds. Mm. Mm. It doesn't necessarily deserve them, but I was fascinated watching it. Like, I wasn't bored. Yes. Uh, I thought it was really interesting, like sort of instructive to watch. Uh, and I loved all the Seattle shit. That's you know never gonna bore me. Yeah. And uh, and I did enjoy Nancy Travis. I thought she was you know good enough it's in a role that did not leave her any room to do anything. It's quite a character. Um. So yeah, two <laughs> two Juds. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it like one Douglas just for the whole scenario of like I want to kidnap a lady and fucking bury her alive. It's just yeah. sleazy and kinky. Nothing's explicit. It, there's no explicit sex stuff or anything he's, he's like a, that. He's Ted Bundy. And he specifically says that he does not, that he did that not. That he doesn't rape them. he doesn't and rape them. And it's very important for me that you understand that I'm not a rapist. Yep. <laughs> it's real line. So, that's fine. That's good enough for one, I guess. Uh, and I'm going to give it, let's see. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Uh, extremely convenient Uh diner backroom cots to rest on oh, yeah. which seemed completely absurd to me yeah <laughs> we've got a cot in the, we've got a cot the sheets for, are fresh for, for weird <laughs> weird outcasts like you remember in the back. they're walking to the car the next day and she's like let me give you my number after all we've slept together well in the same room it's like you slept there too what you do you live God. there? What's do you live happening? at the diner? God, I need this guy so. Just I need this smelly weirdo. What do you so want this guy for? This guy who showed How up. How many derelicts has she slept with there? This raving derelict <laughs> yeah, who, right? who shouted at me and demanded coffee. I've got to have him. I will fight. I will fight to the death for this man. Hey, let's not kink shame. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, you're Good into point. what you're into. What you're into. <laughs> Good point. That's fine. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. Let's I'm also kidding. gonna give it to. This is a very, very bad movie, but I think I pointed out all the reasons in way uh, that it, that it's kind of like special. Yeah, <laughs> it's a poorly made movie. It's a bad idea. It's blah blah blah. But there's a lot of crazy shit in this movie, and again, all the cool Washington locations and stuff that that I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I give it a half a Douglas, I guess, for for all sure. that stuff. I don't know. There's not much. No. And I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Shitty Mount St. Helens is <laughs> fuck this place. Let's go. Let's go. Get me kidnapped. I thought I wanted to see it. I turns out I do not. Well, get well, me out of here. But we are here. <laughs> We're here. But no, we're, we're gone. We gotta go. Turn around. Gotta go. Cut the. I them didn't know gone. this was what it was. <laughs> I was promised something entirely different for some reason. It'll be, t- oh man, I don't, I certainly don't want to see this lady give me kidnapped. <laughs> she seems great. Uh, I'm giving it one only because it's, it's, it. it's, it's shot in Seattle. I fucking, I, I was, I hated this though. I yeah. was so annoyed the whole time. I was, as soon as Jeff Bridges opened his mouth, I was like, oh no, he's going to do that the whole time. 
and, and <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah, he is. And Wouldn't it have been funny if at the end when he's, like, when he's like revealing to Kiefer Sutherland, he's like, guess what? I don't actually talk like that. I, that would have <laughs> Nobody been, does. I, I, you know, I'd probably bump it up half a jut if he yeah. had, because I'd be like, well, that's something. That whoa, that, I, Oh, I, you thought a, that I was the guy that talked weird? Well, guess what? There's an unexpected I talk twist. Normal. Exactly. But instead of instead of an extremely instead of only a series of extremely <laughs> expected twists and pointless ones. Uh, I mean, I'll give it one one Douglas too, just because it's it is like the you know him trying to creep on women and stuff, but it's not. Yeah. It doesn't. There's no there's r- over sex stuff. No, nothing at all. It's never sleazy in any way. Yep. It's creepy a little bit, but only implied creepiness. And uh, yeah, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, Two cups of coffee that they don't drink anymore. <laughs> no coffee. Check, please. Who I'll ordered, have what he's having. Who ordered them coffee at that <laughs> restaurant? Did the did the publisher order them coffee before they just get them? I, will, I know they want it's coffee. It's Seattle. They just bring coffee. They just bring, it's yeah, like, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's right. like chips and salsa. Everywhere at a we Mexican go, we restaurant. get coffee. I don't drink coffee. So I would what? say that to that guy. I'd be like, I don't drink coffee. Why did you order me a fucking It's coffee? weird, though, and you don't drink coffee for exactly the same reasons, because of, those, of all those thing. times I drugged you. Well, there was that kidnapping scenario. You really scenario. did drug him a lot. Killed the I guy it was the, funny. Killed the guy it was. The, I'm not saying guy, it wasn't. Killed the guy in the woods. All the times I was drugged with coffee. Yeah, it's, so it's the same reason. That's why I don't yeah. like coffee. Although I did stuff to you while you were drunk, so. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Cut that part. No. Well, I mean, not sex stuff. I just was like, oh, okay. it's the best part. I didn't do any like sex stuff with what you. I kind just of like stuff, then? I just like pose you with stuffed animals or like you know. That seems kind of like you take sex a, stuff. like put you on the bus and like just sent you somewhere. I'll show you the video. All right, I'm not gonna kink shame. It's not a kink. It's kind of like weekend. Mm. At it's Bernie's. not like Travis's it's like, kinks. It's like, like, like weekend at Bernie's <laughs> stuff where he's like pretending that he 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 takes you around town yeah, and exactly. pretends that you're not comatose. He's got your hand like rigged up on pulley systems and stuff. It's funny. It's exactly like it's that. just as funny hey, as weekend Kevin, at Bernie's. Just <laughs> waving my hand, flapping my hand around. Yep, you look great. He's doing great. He's always doing that thing where he looks dead. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what a guy what who's like. That's what a guy who's fine looks like. All right, speaking of guys who look fine, let's let's move on to Ewan McGregor. Ewan McCracken in 1987's 14-year-old Ewan McGregor. Nightwatch, yeah, baby McCracken. I think the best attitude to take is that you'll have plenty of quiet time for studying. Assuming the idea that doesn't bother you, some people it bothers. So I'll be alone here at night. Didn't they tell you? Well, sometimes an ambulance or a police comes in, but apart from that, it's just you and them. Martin Bells was a full-time student who needed a nighttime job. How could you give away all your nights without talking to me first? It's a test. I'm testing myself. You don't think it's weird? I have a pretty high tolerance, that sort of thing. <laughs> but he just accepted the wrong one. A 17-year-old girl was found dead this evening. The third in as many weeks and the sixth in the last two months. I saw her. He was no on our last episode. Younger. Yeah, that's right. A lot of, a lot of Ewan. A lot of Ewan. This is, this is baby Ewan where he's doing, he's like straight off a of train spotting and his... He's acting. He's acting like it. Is this the first time that he ever had to do that god awful American accent? Oof. And I think he, it might be. And did he have a to do it? A life less ordinary, maybe. This was. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll that just was around the same less time. Ordinary. But Another life fucking less, shitty movie. In life yeah. less ordinary, though, he's he has his accent. I think. Does he? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think, I think in, he does. Yeah, and in, in yeah, in life less ordinary, he does. So. God, I'm I hate, a wee I hate that movie so much. Oh man, yeah. yeah, that man. I hate this movie so much. I didn't. I you know what? I honest to God did not hate this. I now I'll tell you what. I also didn't hate this, but it's only because it wasn't actively irritating to me. I just sort of stopped being, I stopped caring because you're just like, this is such a, this is so, this is paint by numbers in a way that was like, 
where you're just like, so, okay, so at some point they're going to just yeah. show you who the killer is. It's one of these two guys. And then sure enough, it is. And then the movie ends. And you're like, man, I watched that whole thing for, for, no, for some good set design and maybe some interesting cinematography here and there that, yeah and, and 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 just and now i mean back in the day it would have been wouldn't have been interesting but now it's interesting for us to like watch all these like uh baby, these baby faced yeah. uh, actors from back then mm-hmm. like just chain smoking right like that's fun that was fun i'm like man look at lauren lauren graham yeah terrible in this so like lauren, uh, baby, baby this lauren is graham. patricia arquette, patricia arquette. The, yeah. baby, baby patricia brolin arquette. Uh, Josh Brolin, Patricia Brolin Arquette, uh, uh, John C. Riley, John C. Riley, uh, Nick Nolte doesn't get it. John this C. Riley, ninety-seven, right? ninety-seven. It's yeah. really funny. John C. Riley like doesn't get a line until like the th- latter third, yeah. la- like the last third of the movie, and you're like, oh, is he ever? Uh, this would have been right. This is he ever going to get to talk? And Brad Dourif, ninety-seven. This would have been Dorf. This would have been uh, when Boogie Nights came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, also right around the same time in ninety-seven was uh, Josh Brolin was kind of in popping up in a bunch Mimic. of dimensions because he was in Mimic also. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I have this. I brought this Soderbergh book. Because he wrote, uh, he did multiple he did, he drafts did of this. Writes on, rewrites on, Man. on this, and so I have this book where getting away with it, where it's like his diary, and then also like an interview with uh, Richard Lester. But it's like he's he's like working on all these different movies throughout. It's re- it's really it's really awesome. But he talks but about, he about Night Watch a little in here. And he Kevin's talk, got the book. He talks about the uh, <laughs> just talks about like how frustrated he is working. I'll, I'll read some of the passages here in a bit. But anyway, uh, so it's, it's, I I like <laughs> this movie because. I watched it back to back with the original, mm. and the original is totally fine, but it's clearly like a very low budget production. It's uh, it's Danish, and uh, it's it's perfectly fine. Instead of baby Ewan McCracken, it's baby Jamie Lannister. Whoa, uh, Nikolai Coster Waldo. Yeah, I didn't recognize any of the other actors, but that's maybe because I just don't know who any of them are. But uh, the that it was it's fine. It's the same director, uh, and. They gave him a lot more money, and they're with all the baby actors that I enjoyed, and it looks way better. It's like obviously got money behind it, good production design and sets and stuff like that. The DP is Dan Laustson, who shot all the John Wicks and has been Guillermo del Toro's guy for the last few movies. Um, I think Sally Menke worked on some of the editing. She was with Tarantino's editor for a very long time until she passed away. As we said, Soderbergh worked on the script, although the script is virtually the same. In fact, the the main changes are things that are like weirdly sanded down. Like there's a scene in this where they're in a restaurant uh, and a girl is giving you McCracken uh, a hand job. Yeah, that's well, right. in the old version, it's seventeen year old girl. Right, and in the original, she's blowing him. Ah, uh, stuff like that. So it's like, and there's lots of movie references in the dialogue and stuff like that that aren't in the original. But the plot is virtually identical. The shots, it's not like The Vanishing where there's like, it's like a totally different visual design. The shots are almost exactly the same. Like the scene where she see where Patricia Arquette realizes that Nick Nolte is the killer and she's in the same apartment with him after he kills the hooker. Exactly the same. Like the shot of him lifting the girl up and the, stabbing her while the blood's going over her feet. Spoiler, the same. Spoiler, it's Nick Nolte. Spoiler, it's uh, Nick Nolte. But, but, the whole, but, the entire, but the entire movie, it is... It is either Josh Brolin or Nick Nolte. That's, so, a, that's exactly the same in the original. So it's either it, his buddy or right. it's the cop. So when it turns out to be the one guy, you go, okay, so it's that guy. You yeah. don't like, there's no, there's at no point any mystery to like, no. wh- I mean, you're like, it's this guy or this guy. Because you know it's not the main guy who people, who the who the bad guys are trying to make it look like it is. So right. you're like, so it's one of the other two guys. Which sure was enough, which was is. interesting to me because when I watched the original, I was like, okay, so it's either the cop or the best friend. Yeah. But because 
I don't recognize any of the actors who are playing the cop or the best friend. I'm like, it's up in the air. It's like, I'm curious to yeah, see yeah, where yeah. this goes. And then, so I watch the remake knowing where it's going, whereas you guys are like, it's got to be Josh Brolin or Nick Nolte. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so, like, I had a just like a different, sort of a vaguely different perspective on, like, how the narrative was playing out of my head. I was more looking at the remake going, like, I thought this was like, it moved faster, it looked better, I enjoyed the performances more. They're, bas- they're basically the same fucking movie. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it, it's very 1997. Very you know what this movie like, really? Which, oh, the other thing is weird is that, like you said, they heavily, heavily reshot this movie, yeah. and it sat on the shelf for a long time. Like I saw trailers for this for over a year and a half. Yeah. Me and my buddy that used to go to the movies in college together all the time would call this the movie that was rumored to exist <laughs> because we saw trailers all the time and it never came out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what parts they reshot because it's the same exact fucking movie as the original. Interesting. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. It, I I thought I was gonna kind of like it in the first. It really reminded me of the way that it looks, and that it's like a bunch of kind of like young, uh, hip people kind of interacting with a scary uh, under uh, underworld thing. It reminded me of uh, Silent uh, w- Silent Witness. Mute witness. Mute, witness. Mute witness. Oh right, a little bit. But, I thought visually, visually like pace wise, yeah, it kind of yeah. did remind me of that it's not nearly as. But good, it's of course. Uh, that was a great movie, and this is a terrible one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I and then for in like the first uh, you know twenty minutes or whatever, I was like, I'm into this because I like I love a premise when it's like. Um, I like the premise where he's the lone night watchman at this creepy like yeah, yeah. body storage facility. Like it's a hospital basically, but it has a morgue in it that is weird, and he gets shown around by this like old. By this old dude, the the, the guy that's whose job a, he's taking. That's the best part of the movie is the old yeah, guy. Yeah, and this stuff is good where he's like, hey, look how creepy this fucking place is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the same as the original. You have to go into the morgue and don't look at him, don't look at the bodies, but, and then go. he has, he always yeah. has to go in and like like punch in at the end of the morgue and then go back out, and that's scary. Yeah. And the door will lock you in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to get that fixed. All that shit's really the same. Like, get that the, fixed. the scene where he goes in there and he like comes out, he's like he's like not looking at the bodies, and he comes out, he's like, oh shit, I forgot to turn the lights off, and he has to like reach in and do it. It's the same. It's yeah. exactly the same. I like the old guy though, because I just think that's he's yeah. good. He's, he's good. good. He's the good. old guy's good, and he's kind of like you know. The I, old guy in the original was like not that fun to watch. The new guy was fun. <laughs> yeah, he's fun. He's just and then there's like a picture uh, of some creepy guy, a black and white picture, kind of like in the little uh, right. night watchman office where he of spends gu- most of, of his the, time. Of the guy who killed John Wilkes Booth or something like that. Yeah, like, who I is don't this know. Guy? They don't know who he is, and he's like, I don't know who that is. It's uh, just some scary guy. I don't fucking know. Nobody knows it. But so why doesn't anybody take the picture down? That's weird. The yeah. trees outside of the place that keep showing his uh, exterior shot are wrapped in plastic for some reason. Yeah. I really, li- I really like that. That's it's weird. Kind of interesting, but it's also like it's it's one it of those reminded me of a where, body bag. Or uh, yeah. I, I was reading Ebert's review of it, and he points this out in other reviews, uh, movies he likes too, but. Like he points out in seven about like you know how these these uh, it's like the li- this library has that uh, that problem that a lot of movie libraries do in seven where it's like uh, where no library on the planet is is lit like this yeah and the same is like in this where it's like why would this morgue not have more light like like, <laughs> like these adequate like, lighting <laughs> like yeah. and I mean it's because it looks cool that way and it is one it's of the scarier. only cool parts of the movie so whatever so you you know and I mean he's not saying that necessarily as like that's the, the reason he did they should have like, an interview with the architect of the morgue it's like oh, but I it's, just thought it would be cool if it was really spooky but it is funny whenever I see like a scary, you know, a, like a gothic library right. or someone studying and all the lights are off, and you're like, libraries have a lot of lights because people are there reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you like need kind the, of important. You, the, need, you need light. You need light to read. Remember the, remember the torture dungeon <laughs> mental hospital in Gothica? It's oh, like wow. who fucking built this place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. wow. Like that's that's a whole. It's, well, that's that's like that's taking like it way extreme. That's like taking yeah. it to its extreme. And this is just sort of that like that like uh, post seven right like. 
well, this is what this is what a scary building looks like. And, and at this least guy with this building, you could building. go like, oh, it's old. Right. It's like an yeah, old exactly. building, and they wouldn't do it this yeah, yeah. way now. And it's whatever. like on the university campus for yes. some reason. is very weird. And I did I like know. the trees. I think that just if like some of that creepy stuff added up to more in this movie, yeah, it would be yeah. better. But it was like, it, but those as scenes is just sort of like, huh, what? Just like the scenes are, uh, it's appealing at first because there's these scenes yeah. where he's just alone by himself in this dark morgue. That's and just that stuff. by itself is great. I, in my office, sometimes I, I work on the, I'll work on the weekends, and it's just me, and it's this huge, Empty and most of the, all the lights are off and it's very unsettling and and, uh, and I like that premise. Yeah, but yeah I, like, I didn't. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I like uh, anything else about the movie because <laughs> this becomes a necrophilia. <laughs> a yeah. necrophilia killer is is on the loose. Uh, necrophi- necrophiliaizing the dead bodies. And, That's and, what this movie's about. And cutting their eyeballs out. And cutting their eyeballs out. Cool. Well, fine, whatever. Um, but then they, they do a red herring thing with Josh Brolin. Uh, okay, this so is one of those. Yeah, mo- Josh Brolin is Ewan McCracken's best friend. For some and reason. And he's got like an, a risk addiction problem. <laughs> he is. They go, way too, they go way too hard into him being the red herring to the point where you yeah. go, like, then why is he like this? It's, yeah, it's exactly you the same. You went too hard. It's exactly the same in the original. He like, pr- basically is the bad guy, but he is. Yeah. Isn't doing the crimes. It's, it's fucking the, it's, weird. It's the kind of thing too, where you're like, where you're like, why is it's it, cheating? Why are you friends with this guy? And, yeah, and, why are you friends and, with this? More guy? to the point, why would like anybody? Hugh McGregor is guy? the kind of character who's going along with all this stuff, and like you have to believe, you have to want, to, you have to believe that a character would do the, th- you know, that he would be okay. Oh, there's a reason he's a friends with him or whatever. You know, oh, he's my friend because you know we've been friends since since we were little kids, and like it's just he's right, like my brother right. or whatever. You know, yeah, I know he can be an asshole. Even just a line like that, but they're like, I don't think there is even anything in this movie where it's like, why are you, why are you hanging out with no, this guy who is awful to his girlfriend? He's awful to your McGregor's girlfriend and awful Patricia to your McGregor and awful to him, and he makes him do like fucked up shit. Yeah, that, that he that he literally that he legitimately doesn't want to do. Yeah, but he just is like, I guess I have to. It's in the script. And well, they he, keep challenging yes. each other to do this stuff, and Josh Brolin keeps saying stuff like, you know, I I want this feeling back. You know, being challenged of being like risk taking a huge risk, and so like there's this scene. It's it's in exactly the same in both versions where they're in the the bar, and uh, those two guys are are harassing the girls. Two, two villains. Yeah. This, and he's he's like I'm gonna confront those guys and he yeah and he goes to the bar and he orders a quadruple Jack Daniels and just pounds it <laughs> which is astonishing to me as a heavy drinker quadruple I Jack. could not do this yeah that's nuts uh, and he just he just pounds it then he confronts the two assholes they they beat him up. And then the girls are like, "That guy was a piece of shit. Why did you do that? What's fucking wrong with you?" And they're and the, the guys are just like, "Whatever. See you later." It's just like, what are these two women doing with these guys? The whole scene doesn't make any sense. That scene where uh, where Josh Brolin is like, "I'm gonna do something cool to these bat to these shitty dudes." Uh, it's so is so fucking lame. Well, that's it's like a it's like a limp noodle where it's like, "Oh, he's gonna do something real exciting," and he goes, "All right, sir. Let me ask you a question." When did all the body hair, all of your body hair fall out? Because you, sir, are like a monkey. It's, yeah. You're um, like a monkey man. And this is like this whole thing, and it's not funny, but everybody is going like, oh, he really got him. And these guys are so mad, and they beat him up. That's and the, then pool, the pool hall. The, the pool hall. The pool scene. Because they, 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 beat, they, they beat up a guy. Right before that, the, the villains beat up another. Yeah, the guy. villains are there. There are these villains there, and they're and going. They, they're beating people and up. And then they confronted the like, Lauren hey, Graham and the And then there's a the funny the part I thought was funny is that then they go back to table and Lauren Graham's like, "Well, I hope we didn't interrupt your beers or yeah, whatever. yeah." And then they're like, "We're leaving," and they're like, "He's like, I'm okay." And then Patricia's like, "I hope you know what you're doing to you, McGregor." And you're like, "He clearly he does clearly not. Does just absolutely just, not. You should let's leave this guy now." Yeah, this is a and this, she, this she is a funny already line. suspects he's cheating on her too. 
Right. Yes. There's which, a very funny line which where, you, where you one, of the, one of the one of the Bebop and Rocksteady go like, "Hey, ladies, are you interested in nine inches?" And uh, Lauren Graham goes, "I'm very interested in nine inches. I'm just not interested in fucking you three times to get it." <laughs> Pretty, <laughs> Pretty good, good line. I like it. Yeah. Not bad. Not Definitely bad. a Soderbergh line. Yeah, very 1987. Plus, everybody's smoking constantly in this movie, uh, which I quite enjoyed. Which, which I actually yeah. like. Hell yeah! I love quadruple I, whiskeys and, and smoking. I do not. I do not smoke. I've uh, never smoked. Uh, but I'll tell you what. What I do love. Smoking is bad for you, but I do love watching people smoke in movies. Yeah. I think it looks cool. Sure. I mean, and smoking's cool. not bad for you. Hey, kid, you look over that cigarette in your mouth. Kind of sophisticated. sophisticated. Sorry. Someone told me smoking is bad for me. I guess yeah, they were, they were a cuck. So the, uh, the thrust that happens now is cucks. that, okay, so he's working in the morgue. There is a killer around. Yeah. And then a necrophilia. Plot, a necrophilia killer. And then plot B, Josh Brolin uh, dares Ewan McCracken to have sex with an underage uh, sex worker. Yeah, he's and, not the bad guy. And he's not and, the bad and guy. And he switches their names too, which is just you're just sort of like, oh, you wouldn't do right. that if you're unless you were trying to set up. Nope, he just did it for no reason. Well, no, because he's like, you McGregor's like, I don't want to tell her my name or something. He's like, well, just say my name or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like something stupid like that. And then that becomes which is, a which dumb is just, plot point later which, on. Yeah, exactly. Which is like literally just to set up a thing where it's like, but he switched their names. Yeah. And Josh Brolin will say st- has has said stuff like in- indicating that he's fucking crazy, and then also like, when you're dead, you're dead. What difference does it make what someone does to you? Is a line that Josh Brolin yeah. does. Yeah. Ads, but he's not the bad guy. No, he's okay. The, he's a movie long red herring. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So then you McCracken uh, has a date with this underage sex worker. This sucks. And she jacks this. him off in at a, a restaurant, restaurant. At a fancy restaurant. Where fancy that, restaurant man do you is find like, that kind um, of work interesting? Do I'm you? Going to have to ask you to leave. Yeah. yeah. But then Josh Brolin comes up to the mater to the to the whatever the mater, the waiter and waiter. is like, look, uh, it's not a big deal. Go away. And then he sits down at the table. I guess he's rich. He just gives him yeah, a bunch of money. And he starts and he starts like paying the the hooker to do stuff like I, she's like I don't drink and he's like well here's a hundred dollars drink this whiskey. And, and then he fills the glass all the way up and makes her drink and she doesn't like it. And this and Josh Brolin it has like a redemption thing at the end, but like this is stuff where it's, it's just really like it's, just, beyond, it's beyond redemption. It's super unpleasant he's, and he's, gross. I fucking hate this guy. And even if he's not the main bad guy, he is a bad guy. Well, he's, that's the other the other thing is like first of all. In, when I was watching the remake, I knew he wasn't the bad guy, but when I was watching the original, it's again, it's the exact same scene. He's yeah. telling her to do the same shit. It's actually worse because, like I said, she's blowing him in the uh, in the original. Right. Uh, but which uh, I think is which I think is better. Not sure. Better, oh, it's not just better. better, baby. It's it's better because I think like at least it's it's, na- it's like more it's nasty. Like, yeah. It's like, it's and I just hot. think I just think that like it yeah, you should think it's fucking hot. It should be that way. <laughs> it should. Well, you know, if you're making yeah. that movie, fucking make right, that movie. Go for it. If, yeah. if you're gonna make the movie where the guy's getting blown in the restaurant, do that. Don't fucking turn. Don't go. Oh, but but maybe a hand job instead. Like don't like don't soften the edges of the necrophiliac killer movie. Like maybe uh, it was because. Bob Weinstein only likes hand jobs. That might be why. Uh, but anyway, oh, oh Bob, <laughs> oh Bob. What about Bob? Get, uh, he's right. Yeah, it was Harvey, yeah. Harvey, Harvey. What about Bob? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in any case, uh, sorry. <laughs> when when he's doing that stuff, even in both versions, I was like, he can't be the bad guy. This is too much. Like yeah. it's too much. Yeah, I I knew that they they were doing that, but like at the time where you're going like this is, but they they miscalibrated. They they shot too hard. And yeah. they, this is a thing that the movies do all the time with the red herring. And you got you got to you got you can't go that far into them to the point where it's like even if he's not the bad guy, you're still like, well, I still hope that guy dies. I, yeah, right. And why is he so close to being the bad guy? Yeah. And I was so like just it's like, like he's trying to be. I was so just like checked out that when it reveals the bad guy, I was like, okay. Uh huh. Like I didn't I didn't care which one of them. It turned out to be so much that when it happened, I went, 
Oh yeah, that's mm. interesting because and that's it, how I felt about the original. And that's no, and that's like that's like again, that's like well, put some fucking suspense in your suspense movie. Right. I yeah, the reveal like, is really clunky, and the reveal is like just like he literally is behind a door and then walks out, and you go. Okay. It's it's clunky to the point where when it happens, it's Nick Nolte, by I the thought, way. I thought the scene was not so bad because it's less about who the killer is and more about Patricia Arquette figuring it out. The part yeah. the part of that scene that's the most baffling is the record that's playing. Yeah. Was that knickknack paddywhack? Yeah. Which is not the, the in the original at all. Because because only because like it doesn't appear that he put that on. That just seems like that just No, that's her makeout mix. She's just listening to that and you're like <laughs> nobody's listen, nobody would ever listen to that. Knickknack Paddywhack, Marlo coming. Even in the 90s. Or Omar coming. Even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Marlo had his own song. Marlo used Knickknack Paddywhack. Marlo sure. used Knickknack Paddywhack. <laughs> that's why he was so scary. Everyone on the wire had their own nursery rhyme song. So anyway, Patricia Arquette finds out about the hooker. The cheese stand alone was Omar. Cheese stand oh, alone. That's right. Exactly. Farmer in the Dell. Yeah, Farmer in the Dell. She'll be coming around. She the pro- that was probably next. That was probably next, next. up on her rotation of, <laughs> of songs nobody has a record of. Public domain songs. <laughs> Public domain songs that are like you know creepy, creepy sort of children's songs you can play during a murder scene or whatever. It's so, so fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Patricia uh, Arquette finds out about it, goes to confront the young uh, sex worker. Right. And basically, ends up. Being in the uh, in the room when Nick Nolte is revealed as the killer shows up, yeah. murders the the prostitute, tries to frame uh, Ewan McCracken for it. And right. the way that he does this is a he's already there have been some series of murders. Nick Nolte's been harassing Ewan McCracken. We think you might be the killer, so he's got a semen sample from Ewan McGregor, Ugh. and so he plants the semen, which on makes the you body. think that he has a semen sample somehow. Because I was like, how are we how are we supposed to believe he has a semen sample? I was like, oh, Josh Brolin maybe did from when he got that hand no, no, job from a- that girl. He asks yeah, him he from asked a him. for did a he? semen sample. I'm gonna need a goddamn man. I'm gonna need something. I need a shot of your jits. Your coffin is fucking. Oh right, because he's like, we gotta make sure that you didn't fuck that you didn't fuck Also, there's like someone he's whoever the killer is, Nick Nolte, I guess, is like fucking around in the in the the morgue and like moving bodies around and then moving them back when Ewan McGregor calls uh calls Chucky. He's screwing with him. Calls uh. To make him seem Brad crazy. Dourif, to make him seem crazy, and Brad Dourif shows up, and you know, and Brad Dourif absolutely Brad believes Dourif that he's role. fucking the dead bodies. And Brad Dourif, but he's almost like, have you heard of Ambien or whatever? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some have you been introduced to the zines? Yeah, Thorazine, Methazine. Brad Dourif Zibazine. has a fun time in his tiny, tiny part. He has a really great line uh, where he goes, uh, these, where he's talking about all these drugs that he thinks you and McGregor should be on. He goes, they will make you sing hymns while you watch a baby fi- fall under a train. <laughs> Jeez! Wow, that so, that does sound well, good. Let's try some. Which hymn? <laughs> Farmer, Farmer Dell. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he's got the semen, and he plants the semen on the dead girl's body, and then he also writes. By the by, the way, pretty nasty. They you uh, he he you see it. Yeah, I mean, there's he, a scene yeah. where Nick Nolte pours jizz onto a dead woman's naked butt. Yeah, this bloody you, you naked butt. Yeah. Because he's because he sexually we assaulted get, her and we get and to like, see that and like sliced her open and yeah. stuff. Too. Oh yeah. Uh, and pretty, then he writes. Gross. Then he yeah. takes her finger and writes Martin on on the like the sheets in her blood. Yeah. And then, uh, but, but Patty Arquette has seen the scene of the crime Patricia before Arquette this has, happens, yes. and that and becomes like, a plot she's point. Like, Martin, Martin, it wasn't. I saw that crime. Martin scene wasn't there. Was I, Martin? I was there when the killer was there because like she sees him come, almost come into the room, and then he leaves. Yeah. 
which is exactly the same in the original. But anyway, so they're going to arrest you and McCracken for it, but she's like, no, he wasn't there. And then they're like, well, we've got his DNA. And they, she wrote Martin on the pillow. And then Josh Brolin is like, but she didn't know his name was Martin. She thought he was me. Right. And so now everybody... And John C. Rowe's like, we got to get down there. Oh, my Am God. Am I going to get a line in this movie or what? Oh, yeah, right, you know. Sweet berry wine. I've been in this movie for like 50 minutes still haven't had a line yet. Yeah. yeah, and then the, basically the last like twenty solo. minutes is like you know them chasing each other around the morgue. Yeah, the yeah. obligatory uh, action scene at the end. Yeah. But some some fucked up stuff happens in that last part. Yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin has to good. cut his hand his finger off to yeah. get out of the handcuffs. Redemption for one Josh Brolin. There's a part where doesn't that beat all. There's a yeah. part where where Hugh McGregor has to break the window mm-hmm. of the thing, and then then there's a shot of him like reaching out, and there's like still some shards of glass, and he's cutting his arm on there. And I was yeah. like. Just break that glass yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, but he's in a hurry. Like, he, but he could just do that and then go like, yeah. "Oh, Al, it's cutting me." But it's like this whole thing where we, we have to have him like just the little shards of glass cutting him, and you're like, "You could just break that off to yeah, have just, a baseball just, bat." You just did it, so just go back and clean up <laughs> just, a little bit. Just do this. Just do fine. the thing where you circle the bat around there and get the yeah, get those edges off so I don't cut myself. Yeah, he's in such a hurry though because he's so he's so uh, such an erratic '90s boy. Ugh. He really his is character acting sucks. a lot like, uh, he sucks like in his it. character in Train Spotting, except his character in Train Spotting is on heroin and shit right. all the time. That's right. right. So yes. it like is like more you're like you're like, well the reason he's like that, and then in this one it's just like the reason he acts like this is because he sucks. <laughs> I thought I, I, it's really important for me to point out that there is in fact, because we love this, doesn't happen as often as it should, but we love the scenes where people are having a breakdown and they passed out in front of a open fridge. Oh yeah. That happens in this movie, but he ain't having a breakdown. No. He's just hanging out and he's sitting down. <laughs> in his underwear in front of an open fridge and he's like, like you do <laughs> he's fine and then Patty Arquette comes up and she's like I love you for some reason yeah. and he's like goodbye goodbye I'm American I'm definitely from America <laughs> uh, very strange yeah hated it and he sucks at it his accent is terrible he, they terrible. keep making you and McGregor doing American accents he can't do it Right out of the gate, he can't do it. But there's like a. This is also like it's it's similar to uh, to the vanishing actually in that like this last chase scene is sort of just like he's got the he's got her he's got them he's trapped here. It's just like that that thing where these these scenes go on where you're so like it's not similar to the vanishing in that it's exactly like the original. Right, but I just mean that the, the that like it's like yeah. this tact. It's like this like okay now we have this obligatory scene where they have to chase each other around and stuff yeah. and it's like. You you're like just get to the part where the bad guy gets killed or whatever. Right, I don't right. know. It just takes forever. And then I guess Josh Brolin shoots him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He cuts his he own cuts thumb his offs own to get out of the handcuffs. handcuffs. Yeah. Like that's pretty nasty. Uh, it's like they do the t- Tarantino slash Scorsese shot too, where you see this him putting like this saw yeah. right up to his thumb, and then the camera just sort of pans slightly up. <laughs> yep. Like oh, okay. Um. So that's nasty. He saves the day. Redemption for the really shitty guy. Even though he's man, that guy's real fucked up, real and shitty. I hate him. Yeah. Uh. He tor- he torment he tormented a seventeen year old prostitute a half hour before. I don't care if he's redeemed. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Graham. Lauren, young Lauren Graham break up with young Josh Brolin yeah. in this movie. And Patty Arquette break up with you and McGregor too. He's Absolutely. Sucks Leave too. these guys. They suck. Um, Sorry you went through all that. Goodbye. How does this? What's the last <laughs> thing that happens? What's the very end of this movie? It's they're 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 go- at the they're no at like coffee. The, no, they're at like the hospital outside the hospital in the ambulance, and he's chatting with. The, right. Okay. Does, so does uh, does oh and, and we forgot that like uh, uh oh poor John C. Riley gets it off camera too. <laughs> yeah. He like swings a fucking he bat in his head, and you lines. just see you just see a big splatter of blood on a window. And just that's when he it. starts getting some lines, hey, I, and then some, I finally got some lenses. Hey, Nick <laughs> Nolte, splat. The uh, yeah. The the ending of the original is, uh, at a wedding. 
weird. Wow. And uh, the the Ewan McGregor and Patricia Arquette characters in the original are getting married, oh. but there's a gag where they're they're like all four of the main characters, so like both the guys and both of their girlfriends, so Lauren Graham and Josh Brolin are there too, and the uh, the minister makes a mistake and says like Lauren Graham and or, or Josh Brolin and Patricia Arquette. Are you going to marry each other? And then they're like, no, no, wait, you're wrong. It's us. They do a little bit of a brief fake out to make you think that the couples swap at the end of the movie and uh, in the original. And then they're just like, never mind. That was a joke. And then it's over. Jeez. Very odd bit. I can't see why. <laughs> if this movie is just like the original, I don't know what it was that made someone go like this. Is, we've got to do this the, again. There's le- there's more there's more with Riley. The Dorif character is like more prominent in this one. Um, but but the plot and most of the sequences are almost exactly the same. It yeah. might have just been that it was like uh, had some buzz, was a mild hit, yeah. and uh, Bob Weinstein was like, let's get the rights to that right now. Let's yeah, we're get not gonna. Guy. We're yeah, we want to remake it. We're not gonna release that. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a there's a, a weird the, the very end of this movie is very strange where um, it's like like underlines how superfluous the female characters are in this movie which oh is yeah. weird because Patty Arquette like really goes out of her way just just like in The Vanishing really goes out of her way to save uh, you and McCracken at yeah. the end I mean she's really I mean she goes over to the hospital she's putting her life on the line wild and then at the very end like Josh Brolin like sh- you know shoots Nick Nolte cuts his thumb off or whatever and then it's just the, it's just them it's just you yeah. and, and Josh two, together the, and you and says let's grow old together to Josh Brolin yeah, yeah. and, the and two, Patty's just sort of waiting in the back I no, guess the two girls are literally in the background of that shot like <laughs> hugging like we're okay and out of focus yeah. it's important that these two <laughs> shitty I mean, I dudes I feel like that's intentional uh, yeah, but, but it's, it's but who cares? It's, it's, it was a love story between these well, two I think shitty it's, guys. But I think it's intentional in a way that's like right brothers or whatever. Yeah. Right. But in, no. it's not not in the way not in the way that we're watching it where it's like where we where we're going like these two guys fucking. I don't think the people that made this movie were like these two guys fucking suck okay. hard. M- maybe that's not. But I, I mean. do th- I do think you're supposed to notice that the girls have been marginalized. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You do. You this, definitely this do. Movie, so you wouldn't shoot that that way. You'd have to be a complete idiot to shoot it that way, <laughs> and and go. Yeah, I'm just not buying it for yeah. the guy to shoot it the same way twice, which he do- and he doesn't do it in the original. Yeah, I don't know. It's on purpose. I mean, I don't know that it was him or it was reshoots or whatever. Yeah, it you know, been who reshoots, knows? Who knows yeah. how it ended before? But where I, it was like the guy and the girl and one of the you know someone in in the. I feel one like of these the, guys and the producers was like, no, no, no. It's got to be the two the two boys talking. I think, Put the I think girls in the background. There's enough of, of this movie that looks like it was shot by Soderbergh. Yeah. I also want. He didn't shoot any of this. I mean, he doesn't say that he did, but it looks like him. I uh, mean, from what I, from what, I mean, I think I feel like I mean, reading. I this, don't know who shot it. Reading this, I, I feel like he would have mentioned that because he's pretty yeah. frank about he's just he's just rewriting and rewriting pages, and he's just watching them in the editing, and he's getting frustrated more and more frustrated <laughs> with them not using his rewrites, which is like a lot of his rewrites are the stuff where they uh, he undirtied stuff that was sort of yeah. nastier in the original, which I think is like could well, also could also be Ole Bordenall, the director, going like they fucked up my movie, and he's like putting shit in like. Look at what they did to these characters, you know. Who knows? But it's funny, I think it's intentional. But it's funny that uh, I mean, I I think I think that it's I think that we're 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 all giving this movie way too much credit. I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm because I just think it's like bros, right? And then the girls happen to be in the background or whatever. Yeah. I, I like I like literally because I think this movie is. I just I just, I just don't want to give this movie that much credit for having too yeah, much. Yeah, I think thought it, it, it just it, to my mind. I don't know. If what Soderbergh really had actually directed this, I would be like, yes, there's sure. something there. But to my mind, it it being deliberate would ro- robs it of its purity. 
which you know? is that it's a dumb I think he, fucking he, I purely, I mean, purely I'm curious about to see ladies. what your response would be to the original which is exactly the same sure and, don't watch it. and I don't think it's dumb I mean I thought that it was both <laughs> I thought that they were both like relatively interesting in yeah. different ways huh. uh, I didn't like it uh, I did want to point out, though, just b- before I forget about it, that these movies are all uh, linked, A, because Scandinavian remakes, well, of course. Well, no, because ne- the Netherlands is not a Scandinavian country. Uh, the Netherlands isn't? Shit. No. Northern Europe. Too yeah. late. How did, oh, man, how did the Netherlands not make the cut? Yeah. That sucks. Just not a, oh, just, wait, no, Holland, whatever. Well, they're just across the, across the uh, fjord yeah. or something. We're going to have to think of something. <laughs> Yeah, Some sort of title for this. They're all European. But anyways, they're all remakes of European thrillers. Yeah, European remakes of European thrillers, sure. Um, but uh, there's also a running theme in all three of these movies about psychopaths, one way or another, trying to explain why they do what they do. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that you Who get, knows uh, why Mad Men do what they do? Does Nick yeah. Nolte explain it in here? Yeah, well, he, he doesn't like explain He kind of indirectly explains it, because this is when he's still a cop. And, okay. And he's talking about it. He's like, explanations are just a fiction to make us feel safe. There's no reason why I wanted these fucking psychos do what they do. Once right. it gets started, it can't be stopped. That whole thing. But this is him talking about himself yeah, in, yeah. indirectly. And Jeff, and Jeff and he Bridges says he has says a monologue similar. too, where he's like, "Maybe these guys want to be caught. Who knows?" He says right. basically, like, once you get started, you can't stop. Jeff Bridges says very similar stuff. Once you go far enough, then you get you have to do it. And then Robin Williams is talking about the same shit in Insomnia. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. They use and they use the same similar sort of language when they're discussing it. But yeah. you have some stuff. You have a book. Well, I just said there's a few. There's a few notes. There's only a couple that are like kind of more interesting but he's roller coaster of emotions on night watch this is when they're at a watch the watch the video version watch a version on video depression that <laughs> spent half a day with Oli and sally Menke trying to trying out some of my proposed changes a few of which seem to work happiness then stayed up all night writing new pages for the reshoots happiness still but a tired version then Oli called and said he liked the new pages but wanted to make some changes depression <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely playing the oversensitive disgruntled writer to the hilt these days wow uh Let's see. On the Nightwatch front, they're testing with an audience again this coming Tuesday in New Jersey. I guess we'll see how it goes. That's Oh, no, then there's one more. Uh, where's the Nightwatch thing? Here's, uh, Monday there was another Nightwatch test screening, and I'm really at my wit's end. Oli keeps making changes that I think are detrimental to the picture, and I keep sending out faxes chock full of cranky opinions and reactions. Oh, man. And, you wow. know, meanwhile, he's talking about a bunch of other movies and stuff. Anyway, this is, the, by the way, this book, Getting Away With It, is excellent. It's a really this good book. excellent book. It's a book-length interview with... Uh, with uh, Richard Lester, and then also, and it's right, it's in like the late '90s, so it's right when he's, I think he's making, he's made Schizopolis, so it's right before he goes into, blows up for Out of Sight. In this, he he's actually talks about getting the script for Out of Sight. Oh yeah, what's he yeah. saying? Uh, I, oh, there's a whole bunch of, oh, okay. uh, but just like he's I don't talk- remember. I, read I, this I was so just when I was ago. skimming this the other day, he's just talking about, you know, right here he's saying he's up, he's up against Cameron Crowe. For out of sight and Mike Newell Woof. out of sight, and he at one point he's like he's like Cameron Crowe, he's like that might be some competition because you know he's coming off that big hit Jerry Maguire, he's like Mike Newell, I'm not worried about. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Mike Newell. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's fuck Cameron Crowe though too. Soderberg, Soderberg <laughs> is is really frank in all of, a lot of his writing like that. So it's so, so and it's in a, Chicago he's earnest. So it's an, exactly there you go. Uh, it's so it's a so it's an interesting uh, read just because like you're reading his diary and you're like you know obviously he probably edited here and there. But it's like you know you're like well if relatively he was, candid. If he was editing stuff out. There's some stuff you read where you go like well if you were if he was really editing it to make himself seem nicer he would have cut out right, a lot right, more right. stuff. <laughs> like, That's cool. Yeah. So it's anyway. 
That's it, I like this book better than Nightwatch. Sure. I just had one, one line here. Um, this is a part that I thought was really funny uh, and, and accurate. Where uh, he's uh, Ewan McGregor, the bodies have been moved around, and it th- this is the point in the movie that happens in so many movies where it's like, is he crazy? Everyone thinks he's crazy. Maybe, he, And he's starting to think maybe he's crazy, but he's talking to Nick Nolte, who, who actually believes him. I mean... Because he knows, obviously, he knows that he isn't the killer. But even like openly, without revealing things, he's like, "Yeah, I believe you." Yeah, (laughs) he's like, "I'm the only one who does believe you." But uh, (laughs) but he but Ewan McGregor's like, "Yeah, I swear to God, the body was uh, there, and then it wasn't." But but I tell you, it's crazy. This is like one of those movies on the USA Network. (laughs) Yep, that's one of those. That's the the kind of lines that he put into this movie. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Lots of that. Lots of that. Great. Lots of movie references in the in, that he added to the script. Yeah. Mild, mildly Tarantino-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ratings. I'm going to give this two and a half Juds. Okay. I enjoyed it enough to make it a three Jud movie, but it's not. Uh, I But I, I enjoyed watching it. Again, instructive to watch these two movies back to back just to see the differences and yeah. like the way different things get bubbled to the surface and get pushed down. Uh, the next movie we're going to talk about is like full of this shit. It's amazing. Oh boy! Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting to watch. It was certainly more interesting than The Vanishing, and I thought not as crappy. So I'm going to give it a slight <laughs> yeah. edge. Two and a half, two and a half Juds. Uh, I'm going to give it like three Douglases. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For all the sex Gross. killing stuff, all of the, the the treatment of the poor young lady who's the sex worker is awful. really awful. It's just horrendous. Misogyny, just the way the women characters are, are marginalized so badly, all that stuff is definitely three Douglas movie, uh, for sure. And I'm gonna give it ten out of ten quadruple Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's nice. so much Jack Daniels. That's forty Jack Daniels. That'll kill mm-hmm. someone, but not sh- not just four. Uh, four at once would kill me. And I, I drink a lot. Am I mistaken? If someone asks you for a, if you ask a bartender most places for a quadruple Jack Daniels, they will not give it to you, right? Would they give uh, you just a whole glass full of Jack? I would suss that situation. That's a case-by-case case oh, basis okay. thing. Plus, you'd, you'd be like, do you want that neat? And nine times out of ten, they'll say yes, and in that case, no. It's very neat. I might serve you a double, and then if you finish it, I might serve you another double. Right. Sure. Sure. That's a two different not, drinks, though. A double's not 100%, unusual. yeah. But, I mean, I've seen people take a double shot of Jack Daniels and pour it down their throat like that and then ask for another one. That's do, they, do they slap the bar like in the movies? No, but oh. I mean, if somebody slaps my bar, I ask them not to do that. Oh, really? I might, I might kind of like it. Oh, I don't. I care love for it that. in movies when they give me another one. The, no, that I don't. I don't care for that. You it's know not why? A real thing. There's a really good reason why I don't let people do stuff like that. And it's. I also. I also always tell people not to uh, drum to the music on the bar. Ew. I always tell them to stop because other people are at the bar. They can feel that's fucking annoying. Okay, there you go. It's rude. I'm like, please don't, please don't drum on the bar. And you got a little. You got several shotguns underneath the bar, trained at basically everyone in the bar. Yeah. At well, all I times. used to have Josie with me too, so it's right. like nobody fucks with me. There's a shotgun. <laughs> there's actually a shotgun at every stool. Uh huh. Every, every single st- chair has a shotgun. Just and they're case. not. They're not under the bar. They're like, you, they're a spy who loved me style, like aimed at the chair under the bar. So all I have to do is just pull the trigger and you're dead. Yeah. You should. You know, if you're living in <laughs> Seattle or you're visiting, go by a hidden shotgun bar. The Connor Burn Pub, Matt, where Matt works. The, the it's called the Hidden Shotgun. Uh, rating for you? Oh, uh, one and a half, uh, oh, Juds. Okay. Don't like this movie. I'll only give it the, the, the half, that additional half, because I do like the premise and it's kind of fun at first. And then the ending was, like, fine. Like, the part where Josh Brolin's, like, cutting his thumb. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, this is stuff. This is stuff that's happening. 
<laughs> I'm fine with it, but I, yeah. uh, most of the movie was very irritating. It's got a really, really awful soundtrack, and there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of scenes with yeah. Hugh McGregor just like running around by himself in the uh, with his like headphones on. And you hear this fucking garbage like uh, mid '90s. Uh, at music. one point, it actually is garbage. Yeah. It's actual garbage. It's actual garbage. <laughs> which which is fine, but I don't like that song. Uh, <laughs> and, repla- and, I think they replaced more. There was more garbage on the soundtrack, and they replaced it with other sh- songs not by garbage. It's very of its time. Like I don't, oh, yeah. I don't like. I don't hate all of the music. There's a Chemical Brothers song in it that I like, mm-hmm. but it's just like when you hear it all at once with this movie, it's like, oh, of yes. course, fuck right. this. And it's Ewan McGregor too, you know, like fuck that. There's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff that irritated me about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I almost tempted to go three and a half on the uh, Douglases, but that, I think that's giving it too much credit. That one scene oh. is really nasty, where the dead girl's there and Patricia Arquette finds her and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like just her, oh, yeah. just her. But I there's mean, l- plenty more. But just that her body, like that, like her body's laid out there and there's blood all over. her. There's violated corpses and yeah. all this sort of stuff, but like it's just nasty. So I'm, I'm not gonna give it the additional half. There, I can't stress enough. There is a scene where Nick Nolte pours jizz on a, <laughs> a dead naked lady's butt. Mm-hmm. You get to see that. Hooray! <laughs> you get to. You see get that. to. <laughs> and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, vials of jizz poured on there a dead lady's butt. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna go two. Uh, I think that two Judds, I didn't hate this one. I didn't actively hate this, but I was never enjoying it, I guess is the thing. Mm. And I also, like it, like I said, it was just that thing where I'm like, okay, so these guys are being dicks about that. I just found nothing in it was like interesting. There was mm-hmm. nothing in it where I'm like, no, other movies haven't done this this sort of thing with the you know the guys messing with the prostitutes in a more interesting way. Right. While also it wasn't, it also wasn't an interesting thriller to me. I was just like, when are we gonna get to the part where it's revealed? Because you know, it's like one of those where they're trying to convince you know, it's, but maybe it's him. Maybe he is going crazy. But the movie does a pretty shitty job of making you think it might be you and McGregor. I don't know. There's no. There was, at no I never point, felt like that was on the table. Right. At no point. But the movie. The movie kind of hints at that. They kind of go like, but maybe a little, and you're like, but but not really. Yeah. That's why we've talked about it a bunch. But it's always irritating me when the movie does it because you're like, it's not gonna be. It shouldn't be. It won't be. So don't right. even fucking do it. And yeah. you know, if it is, then like, you, then I'm not gonna like. This. Well, the, yeah. the or thing, they really have to do a good job. Yeah. Of doing or yeah, that. yeah. The thing that those movies never do, if they're because, like you said, it's not gonna happen. Don't bother me yeah. with it. Don't even try, because why would I be watching that? Yeah. The thing that they always think they're doing is going like, what he thinks he might be the killer. Yeah. It's right. like, yeah, but no, you didn't show it that way. You didn't do that. That's right. <laughs> but we uh, but we don't. Yeah. So tell us a story. Yeah, Don't exactly. tell the character in the movie a story. Uh-huh. Uh, so two Judds. I'll give it three Douglases, because it's gross. Yep. It's a gross movie about, about a- Fucking gross. About corpse fucking and corpse stuff. Corpse fucking. Also feels of its time. Yeah. Just like in, oh, yeah. just little, like little, in little, Enumclaw, horse fucking in- Corpse fucking. Yeah, what a what an episode. Yeah, I don't know if they did an Enum Claw. <laughs> eh, you might as well assume <laughs> they do. Well, we should look up the Enum Claw. Uh, corpse Enum fucker. Claw, no, the uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the Enum Claw corpse fucker. <laughs> That's the mascot of their uh, of their baseball team. <laughs> the local high school. <laughs> the corpse fuckers. Corpse they were the horse. Corpse fuckers. They were the horse fuckers, but they had to change it after all that. Uh, it's not PC stuff. anymore. No. After that movie came out. Back yeah. in my day, we were the horse fuckers, but you can't do that anymore. So now we have fucking to be the corpse fuckers. The chamber, if you look up their, if you look up their chamber of commerce. <laughs> their, their major exports, corpse fucking. Wow. Yeah. What they, have, they have horse fucking on there, but it's crossed out now. Huge industry. Huge dollar. <laughs> well, they didn't cross out the whole word corpse because too many of the letters are the same from horse. So it's like they just crossed out a few of the letters and redid those. Look it's, at that town it's hall. Written, it's written on crayon on the internet yeah, somehow. It's weird. This town hall was built with corpse fucking money. <laughs> 
Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, all of the cigarettes in the 90s smoked in this yeah. movie. Because like, I, can't, I can't emphasize puff, puff. how often the characters are like just smoking a lot. Which was which which dates it a little too in a in a way that I but it's like man I remember when I moved here and everybody I knew smoked, smoked when I worked yeah. at Scare, started working at Scarecrow I, used I think to smoke there were like, like maybe crazy. three people that worked there that didn't smoke cig- cigarettes so yeah. it was like just a constant train of people uh, taking ten taking, smoke taking breaks. smoke breaks outside that's right you got to do that everybody and I and I don't think anybody there does there's a guy uh, working at Scarecrow uh, for a time who who I, I recall taking a smoke break about every five minutes. Well, that sounds about right. Who can? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, I didn't know you were ever here. I, it's just a, <laughs> just one long chain of smoke breaks. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's it. That's it. Smoke breaks. That's it. Now you guys now talk about insomnia. Tired. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Matt's leaving. He's had it. He's ha- he's he's leaving. He's storming he's... out. He flipped over a table. Oh, oh God! Gee, holy this cow! Is a Yeesh. True nightmare. Oh my God! This was almost a this was almost a tragedy. Wow! If you guys could have seen this, Matt, like it was like you fell, he almost, almost knocked fell my over. television. <laughs> it was, I mean, I think your television that's true. was. I think your TV was okay. I, no, that's a that's a real house of cards I got going on over there. Like that is could it? go any second. Is that thing not sturdy? I don't think it's very sturdy. Oh shit! So don't lean on it. I bought that thing. It was like a TV. It's a TV stand, and then uh, and then a. You know, it was like I'm assuming for yeah. t- for TVs, you put a TV yeah. on it, right? And then when I got it, it's like the the little pillars or that hold it up are plastic, yeah. hollow plastic. And then I looked in the instruction; it was like cannot hold more than like 15 pounds what? or whatever. And I was like, well, my TV's more than that. Yeah, TV's way more than that. <laughs> oh, so wow, okay. We're, it's every day that my TV doesn't topple to the ground is a gift. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, good. Yes. I mean, it seems fine. It's fine for right now. It's fine. There's no structural cracks or anything. Speaking of structural cracks, oh, this movie know. has very few of them. It does actually. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's, Insomnia. Yeah. That's not it's, it's it, that's not the I don't have any problems with this movie. That's not its problem though if it has any problems. I don't have stuff. any problems with this movie. I don't love this movie, but I think it's fine. They brought him in to solve an unspeakable crime. Detective Dormer, it's such an honor to meet you. I'm Detective Ellie Burr. Welcome to Night Mute. So incredible to be working with you. The Leland Street murders was my case study at the academy. Someone out there just beat a 17-year-old girl to death. Your job is to find him. Doesn't say in the report that he clipped her nails. He washed her hair. No mutilation? Not this time. He tortures him, makes him do things, and keeps him there for three days. This guy, he crossed the line, and he didn't even blink. Police! What Detective Dormer doesn't know is that murder is only part of the plan. Dormia. Killing changes you. It's like awareness. Who am I speaking to? Can't sleep well. He will taunt you. You and I share a secret. We know how easy it is to kill somebody. It's I... totally. This is a totally. I like. I. I love the two lead performances in this movie. Actually, yeah. I think Robin Williams and and Al Pacino are both very good. And I like Hilary Swank in it too. Everybody's good. I Mickey like Cat. Yeah, yeah. It's got a good cast. But I like. I like. I think when I first saw it, I maybe. I maybe didn't like what Hillary Swank was doing, but this time I really did because I hadn't. I saw this in the theater in what 2002 when it came out, and I hadn't seen it since then. Yeah. Um. And so it was kind of fun to watch, especially. After like at the time it came out, I was very excited about Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he did. Hot off of Memento, Memento, which was like a big deal at the time, 
And uh, I, th- I think I'd you know gone back and watched Following, which was like a cool debut movie, and it was like, yeah, who is this guy? This guy's really good. This guy's cool, but he was like up to this point was like kind of like this guy's like making these really like interesting solid thrillers. Like he hadn't you know become Christopher Nolan where he made he was just like uh, now he's some kind of blockbuster king of you know one of these guys, but he's like. He was just making these really interesting, and it was like, oh, yeah, cool. Oh, this guy's doing, okay, it's a remake of this other movie, but all right, but Al Pacino, Robin Williams, okay, yeah, yeah. let's see how this goes. For hard as it is to imagine now, if there was a time where Christopher Nolan was like a cool, almost indie like indie director, who yeah. like, you know, people who knew movies That's- knew about him, like this Christopher <laughs> Nolan guy, he's, and nobody else knew about him. Yeah. We knew about we him. We did. We were ex- I was it excited was cool. for this movie because of Memento, because of how much I liked Memento. And this was his, his, big, his big shot, you know? Memento yeah. was a really ultra-low-budget movie that did really well, and so they're now they're giving him a budget, and they're giving him Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Yeah. Step- and uh, <laughs> I do love this movie. Yeah. I, I came to find out. I, I recall liking this movie fine, okay. but watching it this time, I was like, fucking, I loved it. I ordered it on Blu-ray. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I was like, I have to have this movie. It's great. <laughs> and I th- and I feel like it just gets better and better as it goes along, too. Okay. All right. Well, I think we're going to have some, some differences of opinions here, then. That's cool. Matt's back. I'm back. He didn't fall over. He's We're fine. TV's fine. Everything's, Everything's intact. Fine. Okay. Sorry. Uh, what did I miss? When you walk through the garden, we know? were talking about Christopher Nolan. Uh, being, you know how he was once kind of a indie, yep. indie darling mm. guy, and all that stuff. This yeah, is yeah. my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I do love it. Ooh. I'm a huge Christopher Nolan what, uh, what would be apologist. My least favorite? Tenet would probably be my least favorite. Ooh. Uh, Tenet or Tenet or uh, Batman the, uh, dream, Begins. The dream one. Inception? Oh, uh, Inception. Inception. Interesting. Oh, I, I think Inception. probably Batman Begins for uh, me. I, I think Which Inception. he did right after this. Yeah, and I like that too. I like all of his movies. I think Inception. There you go. I think Inception's kind of neat. I, I actually don't hate any of his. No, I didn't. No, I don't like Tenet. I, 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 like, just, I, like I just Tenet. don't. I just straight up didn't like that movie while I was watching it. I was like, "This is going to be over. Well, this is going to be." Over? I watched again. <laughs> I watched the two Insomnias back to back. The original is very well liked by many, many people. I am not one of them. It's boring as a dog's ass. I could not imagine wow. a more dull procedural than that movie. Okay, it was released on Criterion. I know. I, back in the day. And I have always thought it was really boring, in, including this time. The remake is so much better. Yeah. And However, I still think it is mostly kind of dull and... This will this movie tests my tolerance for Robin Williams, who I generally don't like as a performer, especially when he does I'm serious Robin Williams. Interesting. See, I like him in this because I think he's playing like a regular guy serious and it's not too like I think he's, he's, he's doing too perfectly much of a thing, good at it. It's not a it's not a question of me thinking his performances are bad. I just don't like him as a performer. <laughs> uh well the, that would be a problem. And and like like there's a scene in this movie where he's on the phone with Al Pacino talking about the time where he killed the girl, and it's really good. He's it's chilling. He's very, very good. It's a great scene. Thanks for listening. Uh so good for, so good to just get it out. Yeah. Like I don't I don't it's not me saying like I think Robin Williams sucks. The man is a comedy legend for good reason. He is a very well-liked yeah, actor for good reason. Man. There's something about his energy that I don't really get into, and I just can't explain it. I think that's classic. Yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of people that feel that way. I, I generally feel that way. I don't yeah. like most movies that I'd, he's in. Having just rewatched Good Will Hunting, though, he's terrific in that movie. Oh, good. I don't like the... Yeah, I, I mean, the Robin Williams I don't like is all the, you know, the quote-unquote classic stuff. Oh, I can't stand that shit, like, like Patch all Adams. The and, shit or, where he's you know, riffing. We, you guys all know how we feel about Hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just no, just Oof. that, just that, that, like, that, like, cloying, yes. uh, like, sappy fucking shit. Oh yeah, I yeah. think that that, that too, is part you know? of what makes me not like the serious Robin Williams stuff because I yeah. like I feel like there's this 
unspoken expectation that I'm supposed to appreciate it more because it's air quotes against type. Sure. Uh, and it's sort of like, oh, he's he's actually he can really act. It's like, yes, I right. know. I don't care. I like <laughs> I, I like it. Uh, I appreciate it in this, and and, and yeah. it works to it. I think it's really good casting because this his character thinks that he's a normal guy. Yeah. Thinks that he's basically yeah, like yeah. a Robin Williams. I'm just some nice. I'm just some nice guy. I'm like a creative writer type. I'm not a psychopath at all. He's totally a psychopath, but psychopaths don't know they're psychopaths. Right. And and, and this is a quintessential case of a guy who like just genuinely believes that. Yeah. He's just some guy who you know got into a, a had an right. unfortunate situation. I with, think, and on top, right, of, which is it's something he w- would probably do again. Yeah, you know, it might fall into a situation again. Yeah, and so on top, of, on top of that, though, this movie is so much more packed with interesting incident and photography and oh, editing God. and performances than the original. Like, okay. so much more fun shit happens in this. That's fascinating. Um, like, just for example, the big log chase set oh, piece. Yeah, awesome. Totally invented for this version. Is that of the right? Movie. Doesn't right. happen. Which, I mean, which makes sense because it's in, you know, Alaska and the log. Yeah, the, the location. The, and, the, the origi- and again, much like with Nightwatch, the original is a much lower budget, much smaller production, much more character based. You know, it's like it's a smaller movie. Sure. I find it boring, but I also find it. I also, you know, sort of admire that they're trying to tell a story in a certain way. This is obviously a much more expensive studio remake with Al yep. Pacino. You know, when Christopher Nolan, who is gonna do his own thing, who's really like, who's really like coming from Memento, which I think, is, yeah. which I still think is really good, uh, but like he's really like stretching his, he's like, you know, he's like the type of guy where y- you see in this movie, you see like, oh, okay, yeah, give this guy some money, yeah. and yeah. he's gonna, and he's gonna really give you something, like you, like he's stretching the budget or whatever, because this has like tons of great shots of just all the, the all the lo- location, the location does a great. lot of work, all the stuff towards like all the big aerial shots. I was like, yeah. oh man, he'd do this in IMAX now today. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh god, there's, like the opening <laughs> scene. Yeah, it's just one of those movies where right from the onset you're like, oh, here we go, because yeah. there's like a they're flying in, uh, is it like on a plane or a uh-huh, helicopter? Yeah. and it's just over these glaciers, and it's those cool broken up white glaciers. You can you like, can almost cool. see him shooting that stuff and going like, what if I said a Batman? movie yeah yeah um it's it's, it's, it's really it's neat. really good and also like look i i still like most of christopher nolan's movies i'm up and down every time i watch it on tenet but like the guy absolutely knows what the fuck he wants and what he's doing it's really fun to watch these sort of earlier as he's getting bigger budgets and more control like he when he's still sort of hungry and like yeah you know getting away with it and a this is bit. one of only like two movies that aren't like full-on christopher like cap- right you know, right capitalized christopher, christopher nolan, nolan movies. movies yeah all the rest are very much Although, even even the you second want a two fun batman, experience, wait, what's the other one uh batman begins oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure they're just if sort you of want like, a fun experience the dvd i don't know if it's on the blu-ray but the dvd has a commentary by nolan but it's reordered the, the actual they've reorganized the chapter stops on the movie so it's he he describes the commentary in production order so wow. you watch the movie completely achronologically while he tells you, uh, like, this is day one. Insomnia? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. That seems like something he would do. Maybe something he would do. Be like, <laughs> this is how I... <laughs> this is how we this, made it. Like, here's where we started. And, here, and, like, sometimes you'll be in the middle of scenes. Like, well, we had to go back and reshoot this, so this happened later. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's interesting because I generally, I think everyone generally tends to think of Christopher Nolan these days as sort of a package where mm-hmm. it's like Christopher Nolan type movie. As he's, right. it's, you're getting the writing, you're getting the concept, you're getting the direction, the production, the whole thing is Christopher Nolan. And this is him just as, uh, he's a director. 
didn't yeah. write the script. Mm-hmm. It's a remake of something else, and this is just Christopher Nolan as a director. How does he stand just on that front alone? And he's great. It's, it's great. a great movie. And you watch he it. And, the shit out and of you it. watch it now in the face of the long career that he's had, becoming yeah. a household name. You're like, well, this is a fucking Christopher Nolan movie if ever I saw Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. He finds the, all these ways of working his own shit into it. Yeah. It's, it's Nolan-y, very personal. It's Nolan in ways that like uh, that are the the stuff that I don't love about Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I think the 100%. Editing, I think the editing is very it's a little janky. very bad at times. Yeah. Oh, like not, not not during like the not during like the fog chase scene like not necessarily that stuff but like whenever there's the, like action kind of action. the shootout like the action scenes are and I've never liked his action scenes in his it action depends movies. on what yeah. kind and of and in this one watching it now I probably didn't notice at the time I'm just like yeah he's just two guys fighting it's edited like that but now I watch it and go like this looks exactly like Batman yeah. fighting some guys yeah. like in 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 its it's, and it's bad in a up. Batman movie where you're like all we want to see is a wide shot of Batman taking out a bunch of goons yeah. and it looks the same as Robin Williams and That's Al Pacino a really good fighting point. I um, thought this movie was nearly was nearly perfect there is a hand to hand fight scene at toward, at the end of the movie where you're like that's right he can't do it although, <laughs> although he can't do this it is it is pretty good too cuz it's pretty brutal where it's just like I mean, Al Pacino it's in the, like in the middle of a good just scene. kicking fucking Robin Williams in the ribs, and then yeah. vice versa, and you're kind of like you kind of you kind of like man, okay, yeah, and it's like it's also weird because. Those are two actors that you don't think like you know what I bet there's a movie where Robin Williams and Al Pacino just fucking beat the shit out of <laughs> yeah. each other savagely, and they do. Yeah, but the, yeah. but then again, but again, like action wise, all the rest is like the log scene. I can't stress enough. I it's was really watching good. that yeah. with my mouth open. It, it's fucking scary and awesome. The fog chase is great. The fog the, chase is the, really good. The fog chase. There is really are two world class cabins in this movie. <laughs> like the two cabins that are both like. The creepiest cabin in the world, and also like I'd kind of like to hang out there. Like it's, yeah. they're just in these beautiful, perfect, like remote, scary locations. I like the, the creepy cabin. It's only creepy because we know what happened there, and it has a trap door. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could use a paint job. This place has a trap door. You don't seem to think that's so creepy. I do think it's creepy. I just don't mention it all the time. Oh, I don't okay. want Travis to trap me. Guys, I'm right here, and I'm gonna. You're already trapped. Oh, yeah. Shit. It's already. Yeah, happened. the trap door is the front door. <laughs> it's there's no no way out. Fuck. Oh, okay. Escape room. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> but anyways, uh, also, this movie has Al Pacino in it, and Al Pacino is fucking great. He's, He's good in it, yeah. One yeah. of the things I think uh, is particularly funny about it is obviously the whole gambit of this movie is Al Pacino due to an act of most likely deliberate act of murder on his part. Uh, is wrecked with guilt. You and think he's he did also, it on purpose? Uh, See, I never did, but I think that's, I don't. The, that's the, the whole... The movie leaves you... He, I mean, the, the I mean at the end, he, he says, I don't even know anymore. At the end, it's the spinning top. You and know? he remembers it like differently too. That's a classic Christopher Nolan sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I think it's it's. I think I mean, he. I think it's a Christopher Nolan thing. Well, that's where what, like he sort of did. He did want to do it and didn't. Subconsciously, he wanted to yeah. do it, but yeah. But that's a Christopher Nolan just like thing. Guy Pearson memento, where he like is yeah, yeah. sort of deliberately doing it, but sort of not. But that's the whole thing with his movies is that he's been doing that the whole time. It's like it's like the question is more interesting than exactly. whether or not he did it and it like leaves the viewer up to the viewer like did he you know and uh, and the question like is, what is ha- what's like what's happening like it, like when I, my question at the end of tenant was like what happened and why and who the question of whether of <laughs> yeah. whether or not he did and it when. <laughs> and when uh, <laughs> and what <laughs> and, and the question of whether or not he did it is what's is what's he doesn't know himself really and that's what's keeping him up yeah uh that and the perpetual daylight. all of that is new really like in the original First of all, the original, uh, I mean, yes, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, his character is like, you know, semi-dirty cop. But all he's in trouble for is like sleeping with somebody he shouldn't have. Huh. Um, and he's been like transferred from another department. Um, so an interesting, another interesting thing in the original that's not present here is that he's not supposed to have a gun. Oh, okay. 
because but he has a gun because it used to be in a Swedish police and they have guns. But, but see, that's a whole European thing, right? Because it's just, because of it's the just way, a weird, interesting. Because when you thing. when you bring that shit to America, you're like, well, they all have guns. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, the yeah, cops have. have all the cops have. Everybody's got. And in, in this case, he has more than one gun, which probably most cops right. do. Yeah, they do. It's true. <laughs> but uh, so that but that's a plot point in that one. In, in any case, it's just sort of an interesting transition point. But um. Then so like the scene in this one where he tells the story about planning the blood mm. and how he knew it was going to come back on him and that's what they're Great investigating scene. him for and that's what his partner is going to talk about. None of that shit's in there at all. Wow. Um, and so it's much less explicit and it's also basically yes he's racked with guilt over shooting his partner, but it's not the same kind of situation. Yeah. Right. Um, to, to, it's, to, it's only I mean it's only like a little bit similar where like maybe his partner knew he was up to something no good but also in his in the also in the original his partner is losing his memory jeez okay um so that's weird that's and that's not in this Martin Donovan not having that problem no um there, once we get to the end of the movie there's a ton of changes uh but anyway yeah, all po- all positive though. I have the to best assume. the best piece of casting in this movie is the best part of any movie that she's in. It's more a tyranny, the tyranny of evil tyranny men, of evil men. as the hotel uh the the hotel clerk in a much greater role than the character in the original. <laughs> really, yeah. wow, still very thankless yeah. though. There's a also little, a little bit. She's a, that I mean, scene at that she, scene at the end. She where has she a good line. Yeah. She has one good line. I mean, she's she's good, but yeah. she has one line, one good line where she's like, uh, you know, you people people you that came with. here because you're you're born here. Or you're people are here because something. you're born here. You're running away from something, and no, I, I wasn't, wasn't born, born here. here. I like I, love that I like scene. that, and that because that's the whole that's the whole project of the movie is yeah. like, what do you believe? What is guilt? What should you be guilty of? Who is a bad guy? What's what's bad? You know, I mean, even the Robin Williams character is like constantly justifying his actions by being like i didn't mean to or whatever and then an and, and then the way he explains it you kind of almost go like just listening to him talk you kind of go like mm-hmm yep a little and then and then al pacino goes it took you 10 minutes to, to accidentally, accidentally beat her to death and you go yeah, wait, fuck death. Up, wait what the fuck but you know for a second there you're like this does sound reasonable. Mm. This, it's an act of passion or whatever. And then you're like, no, wait, no, it wasn't. No, he's a psycho. You know, but it's, it's, I think the whole movie's doing that. So even up to the end where he's like, am I guilty? And she's like, I can't fucking tell you that. Look, I got my own problems. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love that scene. I got my right? own problems, and then I'm going to sleep in your room for some reason. I'm, aren't I supposed to be at work? Whatever. <laughs> There's, There's also, like, uh, <laughs> the the rest of the cast, like uh, Nikki Cat. Nikki Cat. Uh, that character is, like, barely in the original. The Hillary Swank character is greatly expanded from her presence in the I original movie. I love her movie. character. And she's, I think she's really, really good in this. She's doing a whole Alaska th- character thing. I was Everybody I know from Alaska is kind of a weird, and she's she's like, it's like she like well, watched- She's from uh, Mount Vernon. She, is she? Yeah. Okay. I was Northern watching Washington. this- uh, I, don't like, I don't love Hilary Swank in everything that I see her in. I think that maybe her range is somewhat limited. When she's good, she's great. When she's good, she's great. And it was interesting <laughs> to me, I was watching her going like- how does somebody with two best actress Oscars feel to me to be maybe overlooked? That's, yeah. yeah, that's the that's the Hillary Swank special right yeah. there. But she's terrific in this. Yeah, she's really great. Uh, I really buy her just sort of aw shucks. Like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in a cop. I'm in being a and cop her, to be and a good her guy. like staggering disappointment. Yeah. at the revelations at the end, and her decision, like how she follows up on that, it's all very plausible. Because she because wor- she worships Al Pacino, and in cl- classic, she's a movie, forensics nerd. In classic movie <laughs> fashion, Al Pacino is a legend, a yeah. legend yeah. cop that even all the cops across the nation know about. Like, yeah. oh, I know that cop. This, that's he's a, really that's a complete good. addition. This, to this fucking version. small town cop in Alaska like worships this. Did her yeah. did her fucking uh, academy thesis or whatever on him? She, on she him. even and she even she even like references it. Yeah. 
I think there's at like, a point in the movie she goes into her boxes and pulls out her her dissertation <laughs> just so, to check and see. Yeah. She wrote the book on this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's pretty amazing. Yeah, because she realizes he had a backup weapon. And now she's just stuck being uh, being the the quote unquote you know girl cop in Alaska somewhere. But they, yeah. there's a fun. You know, which a, they don't put it. They don't hammer that. Too no, much, they don't. But they but do. You, it's like Silence of the Lambs a little mm-hmm. bit, where like you can tell that she's anxi- she has anxiety. She has anxiety. There's about a really it. funny part. But I mean, like a Nikki lot of Cat her coworkers funny, are kind of like cool with her too. They're cool with. Or they give her shit for kind of being a nerd a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, they're pretty like. Yeah, yeah, it's. I don't know. They, they don't. They don't sexism. go the obvious. Yeah, they don't go the obvious route. The, f- the my favorite part is the the Nikki Cat going yeah. doing, the, doing the hey who likes who who likes blowjob who has, who has two, two thumbs, thumbs and likes blowjobs? blowjobs this guy and then he goes and then she, she goes to her he goes sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's that's like sums it up and is like, this like, movie the origin I want I need to know and anybody out there if anybody know I don't know if this can be known but is this the origin of the two two thumbs uh, and likes blowjobs joke? I don't think certainly so. not you don't think so? I'd never heard it until I'm this sure show. that Nikki Cat had gotten that from somewhere i don't know i can't I mean, remember i would i, I would time. wager a guess that that joke has been around in some variation maybe not who likes blowjobs but who got who's got two, two thumbs two and thumbs, X. this guy yes this guy that is that no. structure christopher but nolan or whoever did not invent that joke no, no. okay but I, oh, who, is it the first the writer is, is it the first time that it's popped up in a movie this is, this is the question okay maybe we i can't don't really know. know the other one yeah. and we could know this one so if yeah. anybody knows an earlier example of this because i do i do like that joke it's, it's a pretty, funny it's joke. Funny. And there's lots of great Who's got two thumbs and likes that joke? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I, think the, I think the funnier part is when he says sorry to her yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And he's sorry. like, sorry. Because yeah. she's, she's like spooked out because of other stuff that's happening. So he thinks that maybe he offended her or something. But that's not what's happening. <laughs> no. Also, like, I do. Lo- one of the other things I think I really love about this setting is that also, like, God, I'm sure Nolan, Nolan loved it, it. It's just that, like, it uh, it is an entirely. Uh, a thriller set entirely in the daylight mm-hmm. yes. because uh, because they're in the land of the midnight Beautiful. sun yes. or whatever, and so there's no so you know there's that funny scene at the beginning where Al Pacino's like, okay, well let's uh, let's, let's go, go to the let's school, get the go to the school. It's and ten like, o'clock. Uh, it's midnight or, or it's no, ten o'clock. They go, it's ten o'clock, and he goes, yeah. And she goes, p.m. PM. Like, <laughs> when, when does, does it get dark? Uh, get dark. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, I love uh, it. The, it's beautiful, a beautifully lit movie because the uh, the light it becomes oppressive, mm-hmm. and that's and it's very important that it does. I like, like the they scene have to, they later have to make on where uh, they're in his hotel room and she's like, like "It's so goddamn he's like, bright, it's so bright in, here. in here," and she's like, "No, no it's, it's actually not. really dark." No, it's and not. It's she dark. turns the light on and it's super bright to yeah. us. He's really like, cool. oh, "Please yeah. turn it off, <laughs> please, please God, please Justine." That's one of my favorite parts. Oh my God, yeah, and just and it just it's a difficult trick to make. A perpetual light be like menacing and oppressive mm. and I think this movie pulls it off yeah yeah great colors and I just like that you know setting it because that's a challenge to set a thriller during the daytime because you're gonna have to have chase scenes and you know what what do you know the dark like darkness in thrillers is so it's such an it's like an easy way to trick viewers mm-hmm. and stuff because like oh it's in the dark there's shadows yeah. or there's this and in this it's like you know they have to you have to think creative like okay well they can't you can't be that so the chase has to be in the fog you know so you can kind of see people but you know is that was that his partner or what did he think that was robin williams i mean they looked somewhat similarly right. dressed you know right. they both had guns it was a it was foggy or did he like kind of i feel like it's like probably somewhere in the middle where he's like it might be this guy or it might be that guy i'm gonna shoot him either anyway. way yeah. and if yeah. i kill my partner then he won't. That's almost be able certainly to rat what it is. Out. Is like either way, it works out for me. But it's also, either like my partner or the bad guy. So also, like it's I'm in cool the, with whichever. In the heat of a chase, and so you're like, well, who, who does know? Because in the heat of a situation like that, in the fog, you're just doing stuff, and you're yeah. like, shit, we'll shoot this guy. In the original, it seems very explicit that he's not doing it on purpose. Right. Yeah. 
I, and I feel like I feel like that's ultimately where it come down here because he doesn't. He's just mad. I feel like he's not there yet when it's they're the, having their conversations the about IA and yeah, stuff. Yeah. They're not their conversations. He's really pissed, but he's not. I don't feel like it's like with the wheels in his brain are going like I gotta figure out how to kill, kill this guy, guy who's yeah. like my best friend. <laughs> like you're like yeah, he's not quite that character. Yeah. You know, where he's like a fucking but it's very important to this movie, almost to the point of it being a problem that he isn't a, a fully bad guy. He's certainly crooked and he does some very crooked stuff and is almost willing to like work w- with his killer yeah. to like get himself off and save his own ass and shit. But we find out later on that the whole the, the whole controversy yeah. uh, about like because I, I I almost kinda wish that they would lean harder into him being crooked. But the shit that he did that he's in trouble for is, like, to put away a real bad guy who really, really did it. But he, this guy was going to get off because of activist judges, uh, star yeah, chamber type of situation. Bullshit. And so I planted the evidence because this guy really just tortured him. He, like, he goes into great detail describing the horrible shit that this guy did. Yeah. And so you're like, yeah, that guy needs to stay in jail. And, and it's almost like he's it's the... Only it's only like technically bad that he did it. Yeah, and, yeah. and it would have been maybe I think maybe I would have preferred it if it was less cut and dry. Like just like more that. Like, like corrupt cop shit. You got to admit, like I mean, guy. he may have done a bad thing, but he did it for heroic purposes. Right, right. he really, really did do it to keep a shitty guy, a full-on villain behind bars. Oh, also, while he was giving that whole monologue, I'm like, yeah, but like you're still just the one telling the story. So how do we know that? He, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, I was so sure he was guilty because I could tell. That's and you're true. Like, you're like, but was he? That's true. You can't. You can't. You're. You are allowed to question it. He I says some pretty ridiculous shit in that monologue. Like juries don't don't know what a child killer's eyes look like. I do. Yeah. I put guys like that away all the time. <laughs> and it's like the world oh, is full of guys like that. All right. <sighs> yeah. Um. Ha. <laughs> he he is a little. Like, it is a little like his character from Heat. Like, a little. Like a more sub. Like more subdued, but also it's like very a, a bit. A bit like that guy got older. And was like, I don't yell quite as much, well, and I'm not doing the cocaine anymore. We'll talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> get your hand out of that man's pocket, Rachel. <laughs> I did want to. I did want to point out that there there is a couple like full on uh, Christopher Nolan horseshit stuff where his name, like Al Pacino's name, is Dormer. Yeah, uh-huh. which is Latin for to sleep. To sleep. And then the pl- the town is called yeah. Nightmute. Yeah, just stuff like that. Where you're like, wow. Yeah. Right, real on the okay. nose. Jesus Christ! We uh, went over to a night mute and I picked up my uh, high school friend. We we didn't we didn't do anything uh, uh. sexual. <laughs> Just like all the uh, like all the characters' names in uh, Inception are like that too. Like uh, yeah, Juno, yeah. like Juno's name is Ariadne, it's which like, is like the right. some fucking dream Please goddess do or something. Like there's Tom Hardy, nuts. is named Johnny Dunkirk and Dunkirk. Like we get it. You went to <laughs> you went to a nice boys' school in England. There's that whole there's Nolan. that whole trilogy he made where they're about Batman and the main guy's name is is James. <laughs> Batman. Literally James Batman. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um <laughs> What do you make of the scene where he's driving the uh the the dead girl's uh prostitute friend out of the junkyard and like putting his hand on her leg and shit like that? Yeah, she's trying uh, to seduce him. Well, she's, is she a prostitute in the original? Yes. Okay, because this one she's just a slutty, teenage she's girl. Just a slutty friend she's like, who's Ooh. like she's cheating on. She's like a teen. She's not a prostitute prostitute, but she's like a young girl who's like does turn tricks occasionally and is also like there's a sex scene where he like watches her and her boyfriend fuck and stuff like okay. that. Wow! Wow! In this one, in this one, she's just her slut. In the remake, you know, she she's like just her his, her slutty, her slutty friend, friend who's like cheating on her boyfriend with her, but is also like yeah. immediately like, hey, why don't uh, I could fuck this older cop yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And you're like, Geez, yeah, okay. kind of toying with him, but also who knows? Maybe yeah. she's just bored. It's Alaska after all. Then he just rubs and her nose. And then the whole he, thing. yeah, but before he even does that, he's driving and, he, and he's like sort of playing along. He's like, yeah, maybe I don't know. And then he like plays chicken with the fucking truck, ha! and she's like, God, get away! And he's like, then they pulls out, and she's like. 
like, what are you doing, you psycho? And he's like, ah, you've cheated on your friend. Now it's time for me to, you know, and then he like flips because he's a great detective. I'm in and, the dark here. Yeah. And I'm like, not in the dark here. <laughs> I'm in the light here. <laughs> Like his character from Heat, he's uh, he's uh, unorthodox. And, yeah. uh, he'll keep you on your toes. Yeah, he might just start yelling. Yeah, and uh, this is the one of the only parts where he like does full on uh, uh, Al Pacino like uh, screaming type stuff, where he goes, "She was uh, he, she was found in this wrapped up in fucking garbage bags." To her and stuff, but most of the time, because as it goes on, he just doesn't sleep the whole way, and by the end, he's barely talking at all. Yeah, I it's, don't know. He's where real am I? subdued. Uh, but I love it. He'd I also love the fact that on a good day, <laughs> Al, Pac- Al Pacino it looks just like in any movie, like he's <laughs> hadn't slept in three days. He's a, he's a bug-eyed, sallow-looking motherfucker, and he's all and he's already a little like distracted because yeah, of this yeah. other shit. So like day one, when he hasn't, when he's probably well rested, he's already like, ah, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he's already pretty out of it. And Wait, by the when end of it, see him in House of Gucci. Oh my God! Right. By the end of it, by day six, hey, it is want? wild. There's a part where they're at the bar and they're like, and they're like, oh, the scene at the bar where he's like barely ambulatory. Oh, and the, and Nikki Cat goes like, how do you like our Alaskan beer or whatever? And he just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't <laughs> and, they all, and they all kind of go like, Jesus. but then they all laugh because yeah. it's like, because it's like this guy hasn't slept in a while. And then at one point, Robin Williams is like, "Wow, you beat my record! Yeah, six, six days! Six days. Ah, God, <laughs> uh, this is another one of the, the reasons this movie is special to me. Is I, I am currently not suffering from insomnia, but have suffered with from insomnia for most of a lot of my life, and I, I haven't done six days without sleeping. But uh, to me, this movie is like physically painful at times mm. to watch. Just like there's this part in it, I don't know, night three or something like that, where Al Pacino is sitting in his bed watching his clock turn to 7.30 and the alarm go off. Watching the clock go click yeah. and the alarm goes off. And that is like very, very accurate and painful, <laughs> painful to watch. Right. I wouldn't wish, like six days of that sleep sounds like such a fucking nightmare. It's, you're like, by the end when he does, spoiler alert, die in this movie, you're like, I bet he's glad. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the original. Really? Totally wow. different ending. That's very moving. So, uh, well, what's the plot of this movie we haven't even talked about, really? But there's a murder, and then Al Pacino goes, there's a super cop, and he's then- He's called up from L.A. Has to, he go, there's a chase with the bad guy. He shoots his partner. Cross the logs. He, acts, he, pro- he possibly accidentally shoots and kills his partner. Who? And there's an IA investigation, which is the part of the movie I didn't like. There's the beginning, boring stuff at the beginning is a little, Setting it's up a little the too IA dry. Thing. It's like a little too much. It's almost too inside baseball, where you're like, IA, what? Right. what? I'm his like, partner's going like to cut a fall, deal. I'm like falling asleep a little at the beginning before they get in the yeah, chase. Yeah, it gets stuff. better as it goes. Definitely. But anyway, so he, ac- he accidentally shoots and kills his partner, Hap. Yep. And then- uh, Hap, but- Happleblap. Hap, Happleblap. Leslie, the Greek, Leslie, Leslie Hap, Hap, the, Greek, the Greek god of being killed by your uh, by your partner. Yeah. <laughs> Always, uh, Christopher Nolan does a very good job of deploying Martin Donovan when he does. Oh so. yeah. Uh, and uh, then Robin Williams is a local writer. He writes crime fiction. Mm-hmm. They connect him to the murder pretty quickly. Well, he he finds out because he interrogates her friend, and she's like Brody. He calls himself Brody, and he looks at the shitty novel and's like, Oh, Brody mystery. Oh, okay. Uh, it's this yeah. must be might be this guy. And uh, and and the, they're they're trying to to trap that guy in the fog when they have the fog chase and and Hap gets killed, 
But then Robin Williams starts to toy with uh, with yeah. Al Pacino. He saw it all. He, he saw everything. He saw him shoot Hap. He knows what's going on. Meanwhile, Al Pacino is tampering with the evidence to make sure that they don't find out that he shot his partner. This is a great with scene. his backup weapon. Oh, yeah, it's a great, dog. really twisted. Oh, like not, maybe that not. happens in both versions. And as a recent dog owner, I don't like that. Yeah, there's a dead dog. I don't think you're supposed to like. I it. know, but I mean, it's. Just I don't like, think I don't think you're supposed no, to like the scene. I'm not saying I'm not saying I think it's oh, okay. I think it's like not I, I, like it's a bad scene or oh, that yeah, I'm yeah. supposed to like. It's just like it turns me off. It makes me just go like I can't yeah, watch this it, anymore. Yeah. Like, he's in, he's in this kind of like it's not even an alley. It's just like this like three foot space yeah. between uh, buildings. It's still again daylight the whole movie okay. and it's raining. Plus it's a beautiful German and shepherd. It's just and it's just like yeah and there's a dead dog. Well, not so beautiful now. Yeah. And he shoot and he's like oh, oh I can do this and he shoots the bullet in there to like fake the oh, evidence. Oh in the original he, digs it out. he shoots the dog. Oh he really Jesus yeah he like oh. he like lures it. Out. It's this a beautiful German shepherd. Choice. He lures it oh. out. He feeds it and then shoots it dead. That would be a terrible choice. I, did, I did not care for this. Well, that's different. In the, in Wildly the, different. In the remake. In the remake, he just shoots, he just a, shoots dead dog. a dead dog. That, and, but it's yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought it was great because it's just... That is more just, disturbing. That, well, that, I can see why that upset you. Yeah, I don't absolutely. understand why just a fake no, no, dead no, no, dog no. in a movie would upset you. No, I really like no. this, uh, this. Matt, you're, you're, really, you're really becoming a, yeah, yeah. a bit of a prude no, now. I, you know, the, the <laughs> fake, the dead dog. I just did a fake dead dog. No, no. This one, the one in the original looked just like Josie and is like, don't shoot that dog. I don't want to see that either. This is crazy. Nobody wants to see that. But this, but I really like this scene just because it's so low. Yeah. Like, I mean, you already know that he's doing a, a terrible thing and faking evidence and stuff, but it's just like so grim oh, and yeah. so nasty. And, and like, what a low, what a low moment in a person's life to be like <laughs> pulling yeah. a bullet that you shot into a dead, into an already long dead dog in this miserable, like crack between buildings in Alaska. Just God, fucking grim. <laughs> they, uh, they don't really have a game of cat and mouse so much in the in the original. Oh, okay. They just wow, mostly like they have like, it like sucks. it's boring. Because that seems because that's like the whole thrust of this one is like I mean them, it's like, you know them sparring psychologically and talking having conversations and stuff. But like skip to the end. First of all, there's no big log chase. That doesn't happen. God, right. Best which scene is, in the movie. Which is a great scene. Great sequence in this. Yeah. Really, really suspenseful. Beautifully photographed. Like really cool concept. Yeah. Uh, those giant logs are just like menacing. And just watching that Robin Williams character just leap over those logs yeah. is awesome. Just go, I'm gonna run across these and then Pacino going, I, I can probably do that. That guy could do it. And they're like, oh nope, <laughs> oh, I can't. No, I can't. I'm is, not from Alaska. This is impossible. I wanted to, I, I did want to point out just another like personal connection to this movie. Um, that this this scene where he's like trapped under the logs is very scary. Yeah. That happened to me one time. Oh Jesus. At Spirit Lake at Mount St. Helens. Oh wow. To connect to the vanishing. Logs. Yeah. There's a. That's sp- why you wanted to leave so bad and you got in a fight with Keeper Sutherland. <laughs> I got in a fight and I abandoned. Well that, would, well, that would make sense. Yeah. But like at Spirit Lake, it, it's this lake right next to the mountain, and like all the, it's filled with dead tree trunks from 1980, like mummified tree trunks, and uh, and they're all like on one side of the lake, and so we were we were like this this part, and it look it's very clear, like totally clear, uh, and and so we were like this part, side of the lake is totally open. We let's just jump in and swim a little bit. And one thing that we hadn't noticed is due to I don't know the fucking Coriolis effect or something, <laughs> the lake is like rotating, oh, and geez. so the logs just come are like rotating around the lake. Oh, shit. And we were swimming in it, and at a certain point, the logs were just upon us. And uh, I was at one point, yeah. like, under logs and, like, trying to get up over Ooh. them and stuff. And it was like, I don't know if I was that close to dying, because I ended up finding, but it was just, you could see. But no, thank you. It's there's that, really scary. Whenever there's that second of, like, doubt, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, my mom yeah. literally yeah. pulled me out of the water. Damn. Wild. Ugh. 
Yeah. I, don't, I don't care for that one bit. Yeah, that's so, so watching this, I was like, oh, God, this yeah. is harrowing. Yeah, I almost drowned in a river once, too. So yeah. it a, it's a scary thing. I don't go in the water. Closest I've come. <laughs> for for good reason. Yeah. Same thing where my friends come and I were on. walking across. The, we were like, we can walk most of the way across the river. And then we walked. And we're like, we can swim the rest yeah. of the way. And then we swam. And then uh, it was like, oh, there's a current and shit. And then we got caught in like a, an eddy. Christ. You know, trying to get out of that. And I was so tired from like, like so quickly, so so tired so quickly. I was like, I was like pretty much like, I'm done. I'm just wow. gonna, I'm just gonna fucking, you know. And then my friend grabbed me, and then we, and my other friend was down. We got out, but it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And it would have been the dumbest way to go. That just, be, yeah. People die all the time like that. I know. Ooh, anyway. Don't go in. Don't go into weird rivers and lakes. This is why. I, this is why I don't go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's totally possible to die. Just be careful about it. Don't and Al Pacino's be. trapped under these logs for a long time too. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, it's yeah, really great, cool. It's, it's a great scene. scene. Uh, so at the so like at the end of this at the end of the original what happens is like he goes to the cabin and like basically they kind of have a final confrontation but it doesn't turn into like a fist fight or anything and they chases he chases the killer killer hits his head dies case closed yeah uh they caught him that's the end and then the the last couple scenes of the movie are the Hillary Swank character in the original the girl detective comes in and is like, okay, so we closed the case, but also I found this shell casing, and I know that you killed your partner, but I'm not going to do anything about it. And he, she leaves the bullet casing on the table and walks out of the room, and the last shot of the movie is Stellan Skarsgård just driving in the darkness, mm. and he's, like, obviously, like, ashen-faced and, like, not over it, and it just freeze frames, and that's the end. There's uh, darkness in the original. Well, no. At the end, like I think he's on his way home or oh, something okay, like right. that. Oh, okay. But it's like a really, it's like a black shot, and it's all black except for his face, and then it fades slowly, so you only see his eyes, and then it's yeah, the end. And this is entirely different, obviously. Yeah. None of that stuff with like the the shootout at the end is in it, with Hillary Swank confronting him at the end. None of that's in there. The, the guy doesn't die in the original. All wow. of it is new. It's way better. It actually makes. It's all sort of like way more of a piece. In this, like, I think the remake makes all these good choices to make it like a bigger, more elaborate, more interesting movie. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, it's an awesome movie. I love it. I think, yeah, I mean, I love the stuff between him and, and Robin Williams where he makes him meet him on the on the ferry. They have the whole conversation. That's that, they, that, that end, stuff ends, happens. Like all the conversation it, stuff is in and there. the stuff on the killer on the phone stuff. I think is great. Um, where he's just like explaining where mm. he's where Al Pacino is at his house, and he's like, "Could you feed my dogs for me?" Uh, <laughs> I is, like when he's like, "Why don't you take a shower?" I mean. Go ahead. Yeah, I got some clean towels. Take a nap in my bed. It's very comfortable. You're about as mysterious to me as a clogged toilet is to a fucking plumber. <laughs> I love Reasons that. for what you did. Who gives a fuck? And then... Ah. Ah. But this is like... I love how Robin Williams is always just trying to be like, we're the same. Yeah. You didn't mean to kill Hap any more than I meant to kill Kay. Where it's the same deal, same situation. Yeah. And then, and, then, and Al Pacino is so fucking exhausted by by this point that, it, it, that Robin Williams will kind of just wear him down. And he'll be like, so then, so now work with me. Yeah. Work together with me to get me off and we'll both get off together. Like, ah, all right. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I, don't, I barely know where I am right now. But he now. puts the gun in his heater, in his vent, but then during the interrogation later, where Robin, or the, during the questioning later, when Robin Williams is just answering some questions and admitting to having... Uh, Great scene. Uh, 
paternal, you know, some sort of a relationship with the girl, although non-sexual. Yeah. Yes, specifically He's like a, her mentor. Yeah, uh, he reveals like, oh, and we hit, you know, and we might have, a, you know, in like the floorboards of this, uh, you know, he like he says where the gun is in this other the the shitty boyfriend's this house. It's a great scene. This is the the, know, the, the great. They do a really great job negotiating, just sort of like how Al Pacino, how far Al Pacino is willing to go, and in this case, he really doesn't want this Randy kid to be to be fingered. He doesn't want at least another innocent. He doesn't want to finger another innocent person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so he like runs back to Randy's while the cops are on their way to like find the evidence and does not succeed. No. Uh, so Randy is almost almost goes away for his the rest of his life. Yeah, he seemed like a piece of shit. He, is, anyway. he was abusing his girlfriend, but you know. right, which is funny. Good Robin Williams keeps pointing out he is a bad guy, and you're like. Everything, like, but you killed her. I mean, that's yeah, the whole point. But it's just the thing. Her. The scenery he's describing murdering her on the phone is really good. Ugh. Yeah. She, she was laughing. Have you ever had anyone laugh at you like that before? I sure So have, I geez. slapped her. Yo, whatever, whatever. I slapped her, and then she wouldn't stop screaming. And like, on and well, I, had, just well, like, I had to stop her from screaming. And, and then to, at the end, he's like, uh, really, feel, really feels good to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the, then that, that's just back and forth until... Uh, and then it basically it's a half is, hour it's, longer than it's the, almost gonna stand. Al Pacino's one. like that one scene that we yeah. were talking about with where, where he they're going like, how do you like our beer? And he's day six without sleeping, and he's like, ah, oh. yeah. That's he's about to, he's about to go to bed for one last time <sighs> and then fly back. Like it's all done. He's they rigged Randy. He's gonna it's, he's gonna let it ride. But then at a certain point, he knows that uh, that uh, Hillary Swank is gonna go back to Robin Williams' place because right. she's got new evidence. And he's like, oh no, he's gonna kill her. So he's got to save her. Yeah. This is yeah. where we get another one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Where he's he is driving, <laughs> start hallucinating and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's driving on six days without sleep, and it look. I mean, he, Al Pacino's great at like projecting this too. He just looks like he's an absolute. Yeah. misery and then and he's just staring it's like raining outside and he's just staring at the windshield wipers and the way that this is shot and edited i love it's just it's like yeah going the camera's moving this with is the, the part that'll be in imax when it's like flying over his <laughs> suv as he's like spitting out of control he and did, stuff he, christopher nolan like 100 percent succeeds at visualizing uh insomnia yeah like there's scenes where he's in the office and like it's stuff just like shifting out of focus and there's skipping frames and like it'll he'll like he'll just focus in on certain things like a fan or whatever and it, it's awful I mean, it's great, but it reminds me of having, you know, when I would go like two days without sleeping, and that's what it's yeah. like. This movie needed some Michael Caine. Well, every movie does. Like Christopher Nolan, Michael Caine. He just shows yeah. up. He just shows up <laughs> in, a, in a suit somewhere to explain some some nonsense to the hero. People don't know that. I'm from bloody Alaska. What you, do you think? To, what do you think of our beer? You need to get a suit <laughs> that's not as bad as that one. What? A lot of people don't know that, <laughs> and I don't blink. With the weight of the Batman. <laughs> I've already lost too many Batman. I can't lose another Batman. Can't lose, lose another I can't Batman. Lose another Batman. Uh, yeah. And Where are the tall cars? But like he's look, he's staring <laughs> at this. Uh, he's staring at the uh, windshield wiper, and then at a certain point, he hears like a truck go brr, and he goes ah, and like almost flips his car over, like hitting the brakes. There's and then no, he looks around. There's no trucks there. around. It's just God. Yeah. And that's when we get to the final confrontation, and, and a second, the second creepy cabin. Oh, this one seems kind of nice. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's still could use a paint job. And then there's a big shootout. Rob yeah. Williams has a double barreled shotgun. Yeah, it ends up it ends up with that with that hand to hand kind of poorly edited hand to hand combat scene that we talked about. No, it's not but, so poorly edited, but it's just it's but like that's, it's definitely it's definitely frenetic. It's definitely frenetic. There's a part where Robin Williams is like fully stomping on Al Pacino, and he's like, in this the psychopath has come to the surface. He he's like fully enraged, and he's going like ah ah, you know, like, cool. Monster Robin Williams, yeah, pretty it's a, cool. It's cool, and it ends with Robin with uh, Al, Al Pacino and Robin Williams shooting each other. But Al Pacino shoots Robin Williams with a shotgun yeah, in the yeah. gut and falls into the water. 
And then Al Pacino's like Creepy walks ghostly out. Creepy, ghostly Robin Williams floating he, down. He does, yeah. he does Jack Dawson style, sinking <laughs> into the water. It's great. Not as romantic, but... It's <laughs> not as romantic. Oh, no, it's but, still romantic. Yeah. It's still definitely a romantic death. This, this is where we first met? In this end scene, he, he staggers out. He's this is like, where we first met. Staggers out to this dog. Oh, ha, ha, drop me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> this one, she only had one leg. <laughs> Uh, so the old lady was a liar and a thief <laughs> and a thief. Uh, and he he staggers out and and he's he's gut shot and he's lying down and Hillary Swank is like cradling him. I like to think that he's actually I mean the gut that the bullet wound is fine and he's just dying of lack of sleep. <laughs> but she's like, did you did you kill way. him on purpose? He's like, I don't even I fucking don't, know I anymore. Know. I just don't know anymore. Let me sleep. And then, and then he and then she goes like, I have the bullet. She's I, I throw have the out. casing. This is the evidence. I can throw it out. And and he goes, no. Don't lose your way. And this, I was fucking tearing up. I was quite. I found this quite moving. And then he goes, "Let me sleep," and slips away. And it, ugh, I don't, it got me. That's the last shot too. And then it goes. And the post credit scene, it opens. He's in a hospital. He's like, "Where am I?" I was fine. And Nick Fury comes in. And Nick Fury's Nick Fury's like, "I got this thing called the Avengers. You want in, motherfucker?" And he's like, "I guess." Can I just get another minute of shut eye? He's like, no. no. And then it pulls back and he's a cyborg now. Your superpower is which, not sleeping. Your superpower is, you're not, you're no sleep. <laughs> which which Spider-Man <laughs> am I this time? Where are we going for breakfast? We got too many Spider-Mans out here. We need you to kill some of them, Al Pacino. Use your special no sleeping ability. <laughs> You're going to join Professor Xavier's school for the gifted. You can hunt of them your... day and night. Because <laughs> you never sleep. Your bug-eyed no lack of sleep ability. Oh, man, I'm so tired. Oh, no. I'm just awfully tired. I'm just so sleepy. <laughs> just let me take a nap. Uh, uh, Do Sonny and Cher still have that stupid show? <laughs> this is my, one of my favorite Simpsons jokes. A guy wakes up from a coma. Does Sonny and Cher still have that stupid show? No, she's she's an Academy Award winner, and he's a senator. Good night. Good night. <laughs> he goes back in his coma. <laughs> this is a part where uh, this is a part when uh, at the beginning of the movie where Al Pacino is kind of like like going over the ca- what they know about the killer. How's your skin, son? <laughs> where are we going to breakfast? He's like he crossed the line and he didn't even blink. You don't come back from that. And that's like the same language that every that three characters use in th- all three of these movies. Yeah. You don't come back yeah, from it. Yeah. You've crossed the line. All that sort of stuff. Um, this is the one one thing that the the, the seventeen year old girl, the friend who's sleeping who's sleeping with the, the murdered girl's boyfriend, just when after he's been screaming at her a bunch, she goes, "Fuck you! You're just a little prick in a leather jacket." <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, bad. It looks like it hurts his feelings Not a little bad. bit. Oh, man, got me there. I thought I looked cool. <laughs> and this is uh, and this is Al Pacino talking uh, to IA. Not great. This is probably not what you want to say to IA when they're investigating you for corruption. That's why I have nothing but contempt for you. Risk nothing. Spend all day sucking the marrow out of real cops. Mm. Yeah. Click. And he hangs up on him. True. Ooh. True enough, though. Not great. That's a real cop movie shit, too, though, where it's like, IA are the real bad guys. Because we're just out there doing cop work. And this one, it's... And in ca- this case, it's, it's, yep. It's almost true, and you're kind of like, yeah, but I think that... Oh, all right. Okay, okay, whatever. Cop movies have taught us that internal affairs are the real bad guys in the cop because they're going to investigate the cops who are out there risking their lives, doing the good work. Yeah. You know, there might be some collateral damage. Then there's Maybe that, we'll uh, just shoot a bunch of unarmed people. But, you know, that happens. Then there's that garbage movie, Internal Affairs, where the internal affairs guy is a huge piece of garbage also. Yeah, they're all... <laughs> that's, ugh, God. Yeah, what a, only poor Laurie Metcalf emerges unscathed oh, from that, that terrible movie. movie. fucking sucked. Yeah. 
You don't. This is Robin Williams, and it's just a very Christopher Nolan-y line. You don't get to pick when you tell the truth. The truth is oh, beyond you that. Pick. Oh, no. You, uh, oh, you don't get to pick when you tell the truth. The Orson. Truth is beyond that. Orson. Mark Orson. Orson. Mark Orson. Mark Dork. Mark Dork. I'm upside down. I met my audition upside down. I met this interesting character today. George Bush. George Bush. <laughs> the killer had uh, ra- rainbow suspenders. <laughs> you remember that episode of, of, of Mark and Mindy where he murdered a guy? And he's like, Mindy, I... I didn't mean to do it, but uh, I, had to, uh, I had to clean up the body afterwards. Uh, I sent it, it was back to space. Oh, Mindy, it was an accident. He put her in a puts her, puts her in a giant egg and she turns into John in the winters. <laughs> <laughs> Killer had uh, excessive body hair. Looked like he was wearing a sweater even with his shirt off. Came out of an egg. <laughs> Killer came out of an egg. You could tell. I've been doing this a long time. I was seen in the company of Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> and Billy Crystal. Uh, Not very funny, but he still makes went you on laugh. For hours. Not funny, but can actually make you laugh. It's hard to explain. <laughs> you won't remember a thing he said, but man. the killer stole jokes repeatedly, but he paid for but it. But he eventually. paid for it. Oh. <laughs> All right, ratings. Yikes. Uh, Okay, so no, he paid he paid people for it. Oh, we're not, we're right. We're not saying karmically he would steal jokes, right? And then, okay, and then, and then, and then he would send people money. He would yeah. send you money, right? Right, but he would pay for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yes. when yes. you say he paid for it, makes <laughs> no, it. No, I meant in, I meant in blood. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. got what he deserved. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, ratings. Okay, so technically, I think that this is a three and a half Judd movie. I will, don't love it. Per, like per, my personal experience is more of in the three Judd range, That's but yeah, I'm gonna give it like the the technical do is three and a half Juds. Nice. Uh, it's it's very good, and it's such a better elaboration on the plot of the original. Just like makes no odds. Uh, best remake out of the three of them, you would 100%. say. One hundred percent. One of the best remakes I've encountered in a long time. That's funny because we're talking good. about one of the best remakes and one of one the, of the worst. worst. Yeah. yeah. Like I, w- I would say, The Vanishing is maybe the worst remake of all time. It's up there. Damn. It's up there. I mean, because other remakes are like generally like that wasn't as good as the original. Why did you make that? You know, even like the, something I like, like the West Side Story remake, sure. which is like the stuff that they do differently is interesting. That's good, and then the rest of it's kind of like you know, I think the original's better. Mm-hmm. And this is the same fucking song, so I I would just want, I'd rather watch that one. Right. The remakes uh, at the very least usually try to do the main thing exactly. that, the one, that the original does that is appealing. Whereas about The Vanishing it. is right. such as opposed an interesting to fucking it up. Let's just not do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what Weird. Did you, you fucked you fucked it up totally. Where, or as or it'd be you, like if you remade West Side Story, but everything's fine at the end. <laughs> yeah, and there's no songs, <laughs> and there's no singing. No or, or you or you like, but like, or you get the and example. And it takes place on the east side. The Puerto Ricans are the bad guys. It's called West. It's called West side story but it takes place on the east side yeah. uh, or you do something like insomnia which is like uh, where you takes the and you like use you it as somebody, a foundation have somebody who goes like oh well, let's really build on this and like do something more interesting yeah, yeah. like the same themes and stuff 100 percent uh, uh i give this two douglases mostly for the scene where he describes killing her yeah yeah you don't uh, see flashes of it but it's yeah. and but they talk about how you know how much how, you know because he's he's very this he's kind of not the opposite of jeff bridges is like very important that i'm not a rapist like robin williams had these definitely was chasing this yeah he wanted to sleep he, like he basically the reason she started laughing at him was because he tried to kiss her and stuff yeah yeah and uh, she was so like he's a total fucking i mean he's a psychopath but also like a nasty one yeah He's he's an old like creepy, old, creepy. Uh, reclusive author hanging out with a seventeen year old girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. he Not wanted cool. to, he wanted to have sex with her. Yeah, and the, and the, and there's also the girl trying to have sex with Albert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. Oh, uh, and Not I'm gonna pass. give it. I'm gonna give it like a thousand <laughs> gigantic, intimidating floating logs. Jesus yeah. Christ! So many logs. What a scene. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, when I ordered the Blu-ray. It was like after that oh, scene. Yeah. I was like, well, boop. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh. 
I would give it four and a half. Wow. Four and a half fucking Judds. I thought it was awesome. Damn. I really like it. And it gets better. Like, Kevin's right. There's some stuff at the beginning where it's the set dressing, and it's you're, and it's kind of like, this is a little slow. I just, we were, I was but watching it with Sophie, off, and she was like, she was like, she didn't pay attention to it, and she was like, what's going on? Like, it was all the shit where it's between him and Martin Donovan is very, it's, it's slow. It's a little like, what? And it's confusing a little. If yeah. you're not paying attention totally, you're like, what? IA? What are they talking yeah. about? Like, it's a whole thing where they're being investigated. Like it'll, be, 15, it'll be important later. Just, you know. Kind <laughs> of a 15-minute chunk at the beginning where it's kind of like, sure, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but then it just really takes yeah, off yeah, and yeah. it doesn't stop. No. And I and I had forgot. I, I recall liking this, but I had forgotten about that log chase scene. Like, the action's great. Yeah. It looks great. Everyone's great. And I think this is probably the best Robin Williams performance or maybe maybe I think he is good in Goodwill Hunting too, but uh, yeah. there's not a lot. Having just watched that, I 100% prefer Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, okay. but there's I t- prefer but that movie of... to this in just about every respect. But I agree with you. There's not a whole lot of Robin Williams that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I remember when he passed away, and we had the Robin Williams section up, and it was kind of like, ooh yeah, <sighs> slim right. pickings here. Yeah. Yikes! It was. I remember when the people were like newscasters were like, and Robin Williams for some from such classics as. Mrs. Doubtfire, and uh, just the ones that they had to name that were uh, popular, you're kind of like... That yeah, we was all were, popular. We all the remember beloved him. star of Bicentennial Man. It's so funny because he was such a star, and we all remembered him, and it was sad yeah. when he, you know... Uh, Absolutely tragic. ...killed himself and stuff, and it was... But it's like... But then, like, going through his filmography and going like, but what? Mm. There wasn't one. You know, Goodwill Hunting, he yeah. won an Oscar for, and that's great, yeah. but, you know, also, like, just, like, going like, man, when you look at that, you're like, no, it's not... It's not great. Not a, not a career I was crazy about. No. Uh, and wasn't crazy about the guy until I met him. So I think a lot of people felt that way. Yeah. Because he's very charming in real life. Short. Uh, and short. <laughs> very short. Three feet tall or something. Uh, I'll give it one and a half uh, Douglases because uh, just some of that cre- uh, uh, creepy 17-year-old girl stuff. But pretty t- it's Christopher Nolan. He's he's not he's interested in... He's a Oh, not, sorry. He's I mean, not, he's, he ain't all that carnal. At least his movies aren't. No. Uh, those aren't his kinks. His kinks are those weird boats and tenant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the tall cars. Don't forget the fucking tall the cars. Fucking tall yeah, car. Well, well once you go we'll tall see. car, you never go Belgar. Nolan, give us, send us our check. <laughs> send us our check, Nolan. It's for tall cars. Uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, extreme close-ups of a gauze bandage. Oh, yeah. recurring <laughs> image. I love that. That's real Nolan shit to me. Yeah, really where is. you see, like, I think it's the first image of the movie is this tight close-up of gauze being, f- like, filled with blood. Yep. And you don't know what that image, image is until the, practically the end of the movie where it's explained. And I find that very satisfying. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm going to give it three and a half, Judds. I almost want to give it four. I, I'll, I'll do four. Fuck it. Why Damn. Not four? Let's do four. Yeah. Because I did really like it. Uh, yeah, like especially the two the two dudes back and forth. I thought that I think that's interesting, and you know, and they, I do I actually think that shootout at the end is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna give it. Four. I'll give it four. Fuck it. Why not? That's on the record. Four Judds. All right, we're marking it down. One Douglas. Yeah, one and a half. I don't know. It's creepy, but it's like mostly just Robin Williams. That one scene where he's like explaining, yeah. and it's just part of it is that it's Robin Williams explaining how he like how he like <laughs> murdered a girl. And uh, you ever really laugh at I don't, you? I don't want to Robin to. Williams wouldn't know anything about anybody <laughs> laughing that's at him. That's what's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have anybody laugh at you? It sucks. And you're like, that's Robin Williams. People laugh at him all the time. What? Yeah. They, just, they just were in a movie called Death to Smoochie. <laughs> Patented Chris Nolan irony right there. <laughs> <laughs> Juxtapositional. Yes, isn't it ironic? Oh, uh, anyway. God. Ironical. Don't, don't you think? Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to give it uh, two of Nikki Cat's thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And yeah. We so. did it. Let us know if you can think of an earlier in, uh, recorded instance of that joke. 
Yeah, yeah, see for if my real. theory holds. And if you're the inventor of that joke, yeah, <laughs> tell us about it. Yeah, tell yeah. us how much money you've made. Johnny off of Two it. Thumbs over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if that guy doesn't have those thumbs anymore? Oh my God! Yeah. They took them. They took them. Somebody stole them and claimed credit for the joke. <laughs> I've got the thumbs. Who has two thumbs? <laughs> not that guy. It's me. <laughs> I have his thumbs. I have the thumbs. Give me the money. And then the first guy's like, "Can I not love blowjobs anymore?" <laughs> no, you can't. can't. No more. I still love blowjobs. You actually jobs. can't do anything because you can't. You don't have thumbs anymore. I'm sorry, I honey, I'm trying I to love this blowjob, but I just can't I do just it without don't my have thumbs. thumbs. <laughs> it's too bad. It's a real shame. Watch out for your thumbs, people. Everybody, watch out for your thumbs. We did a lot it. of thumbs in this movie. Josh, Josh Brolin gets his thumb chopped off. We, we survived all six of those movies. Well, uh, I did. Oh, uh, yeah, I only yeah. watched. The, Amazing. I only got time to watch the. Thank three, you for so. your sacrifice. Uh, I think it was worth it. What are we going to call it? I'll figure it out. I'm having a tough time with this one. It's like European remakes is fine with me. National Lampoon's European Vacation. (laughs) That's that's the last. (laughs) National Lampoon's European remakes? Yeah. I don't know. It could be worse. (laughs) That's the best we got so far. (laughs) We've got to do better. (laughs) We've got got time. Well, we'll see. We've got a little bit of time. You'll see. You guys will all have seen already if we did better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go to our, sign up for our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because we are going to do our first themed month. That's coming up. Very exciting. We are doing Michael Manuary. That's right. Uh, so what are we covering? So we got two. Well, we got two. There are two Patreons we've got. We're going to do Mohicans. Mohicans. Mohicans my, my favorite. And the Insider. And, the insider. Yep. and then the two, epi- the two full episodes we'll be doing. The first one is going to be Thief, Manhunter, and Heat. Wow. Yeah. And the second episode will be uh, Collateral. Uh, Collateral, Miami Vice, and Black Hat. It's going to be a lot of Michael Mann. Wow. So you're going to. I'm going to be doing a lot of defending in that second episode, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Not so much. So, uh, I'm, I, I'm not a, uh, I like I'm not Miami, a Miami, I like Vice. Miami Vice. I know a lot of Miami Vice. Uh, I'm a, I'm I've a, come around. I'm like a Miami Vice, one of the best movies oh, of its I decade. Am gonna, like, I am going to be yeah. making fun of it, but I do sure, like it now. Sure. Maybe, I like, maybe I I'll like it more this time. I think I didn't. There was a time where I had convinced myself I didn't like it, and now every time I watch it, I'm like, this is, this is so good. And also, I'm like, there's stuff in it where I'm like, come on. He's never to me. He's never made a narrative film. I don't rate four stars or higher. Jesus Christ! Wow. Well, that'll be interesting. Because I mean, I'm not even like a huge fan of Heat. So that's one of my. Yeah, one of my, that's one of my controversial. That's the only Michael Mann movie I would. I, I would actually rate Heat <laughs> yeah. in the bottom end of the top five. Like I love Heat. I think it's a tr- an incredible movie. But like I love other stuff huh. more. Yeah. Not this guy. Well. The, I'm pointing with my two thumbs at me. Whoa, thumbs! <laughs> yeah. Who has two thumbs and loves the movie Heat? But we'll see you guys in uh, Michael Manuary. Yeah. All right. Hope you all had a nice Christmas and do have a nice uh, Happy uh, New, New Year's. New Year's. Yeah, we'll see you be, again. Be safe on New Year's Eve. Yes, be safe, everyone. Don't kill anybody. If watch, out, look, watch out for your thumbs. Don't listen to this podcast on New Year's Eve. We know that it, it has a tendency <laughs> to almost kill people. <laughs> yeah. So and that's we, a dangerous time. <laughs> we don't need any additional risk. Not Certainly right don't it. listen to this podcast when you're near any kind of scary body of water, like yeah. a river or a lake. Or driving, maybe. Die. I guess you can drive. I mean, yeah. Don't, like, fix your roof, get on a ladder. No, yeah, apparently no, no, no. we're that funny. You will have <laughs> some sort of final destination thing happen to you. So All be right. very careful. We love you. See you in 2022. Bye. Bye.